rewind the tape. Okay, that was really bad. Recording. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Wait, Rewind the Tape, my standard intro line. With me, Natalie. And me, Ruth. Yay. Um, and today we have actually done some planning and not just Ooh. the planning that we do at the end of every of the previous episode, which by <laughs> the way, we promptly ignore and do whatever we every want. <laughs> we have actually got a little bit of a uh, a bit more structure, should we say, to um to this week's episode and kind of I guess harking back to the good old days of season one. So let's and we've also done it in a way so that if you want to listen to us talk shit for a bit and catch up on what we think about what's going on in the week, you can do that and then you can fuck off. So you don't have to get spoilers if you haven't seen what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can and then you can come back and listen to the review, quote unquote, of the film um, once you've watched it. But yeah, you do get to listen to something on on the uh, day that it's released should you wish or equally if you really hate the preamble <laughs> you can just cut straight to the um quote-unquote review that is a fact I yeah about that. it could work um, both ways <laughs> so I just want to um I'm gonna kick us off real quick with a note on last week's uh preamble when we were talking about um because obviously in the context of what's happened in this week it's it could come across really the wrong way when we were talking about um things that uh we think about or kind of like morbid daydreams that we have and I was saying that sometimes I'll think about something bad happening to me and talking about breaking the news to somebody and I think as well that the people that I think about breaking the news to are usually people that have I I feel have done me wrong is probably a bit strong but essentially yeah done and I think and I was talking about it with my sister um last weekend and it, I realize now like penny drop moment that it's basically um so when I uh, used to go to therapy um my therapist basically told me which I think is really pertinent for so many people um that we relive relationships we've had in the past that are that were never um that were kind of that hurt us or that were problematic um because we're trying to find some kind of resolution and some closure on a, a past situation, you know, something that could have happened even way back in your childhood. And then in your adult life, you keep then repeating that in real life with people until you, I suppose, can resolve whatever it is or come to peace with whatever hurt it was that keeps you going back to those same relationships. Um, and that's why you kind of keep repeating these cycles because you or or like for me I'm obviously trying to resolve this this thing and because I'm seeking it in the wrong places and because it's the the same kind of um, situations not necessarily people I won't say that but the same situations I put myself in to resolve that because I try and replicate these situations it just obviously it's never going to end well because I'm not 
I'm just repeating history. So I think that when I think about those situations happening, it's like, I, it's kind of trying to prove that I can, um, like do, I can do everything. I can overcome things. I can really achieve. I can, you know, try really hard. And it's the same reason I think why I, um, with, with work, I'll put myself in situations where I'll just, I'll take, it's either all or nothing. I'll either I kind yeah. of like not really do anything or I'll just take so much on that it's just really, it wouldn't be a sustainable amount of work in any one time. Like right now at the moment, I've got like two full-time contracts, another client, this podcast, and it is just, I'm not begrudging it um, because it also means that when I do eventually take time off over the summer, I can really enjoy it. But um, it's, I think it it's all goes back to this kind of trying to prove that you can do things, do it all, and, and almost martyr yourself to the, to the effort and to the hustle. So, mm. yeah, that's, that's just a real maybe wow. heavy thing to start us off with. But I also wanted to, if anybody is... Um, <laughs> no, don't say a sermon. Oh, God. It's needed. Um, but it was, I guess, to give a bit more context to what we were discussing last week. And if anybody is rejoining us and not completely disgusted with like me revealing that kind of those thought patterns that I have last week and comes back to listen to this, I hope that you kind of understand maybe, or maybe that's the wrong word, but yeah, maybe you have a bit more of a fuller picture about that. And I'm not yes, just more uh, context. Yeah. yeah, I'm not um, trivializing any of those like bad things. Um, I'm not wishing them upon myself. It's really, it's more of just, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so. Goodness, when you said that thing about taking on too many things to prove yourself, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. If, mm-hmm. if again, and I guess that sort of as well is maybe me trying to manage your expectations. If we seem a little bit low energy this episode, it's because we probably, well, not probably, we definitely both are because once again, we've just really overloaded our plates at the all you can work buffet. But I just don't even understand how I've managed to do that. And I thought I'm having a problem where I'm just getting really annoyed with myself because I'm like, why are you tired? <laughs> like, what have you done? Get up. <laughs> oh, man. I was telling Natalie before that uh, I won't go into too much detail, but I think because I'm doing this like um, these online exercise classes, and I'm using weights, so you're supposed to use like obviously like 10 kg, but I use 3 kg because let me tell no, you, no, that's I'm, fine. I'm not about that life. Also, that's because it's you know lower impact, more repetition, so you're building, you're getting lean that's, rather than muscle. that's actually not that's actually not true. Because when I was uh, working with my personal trainer and I was started with um like I wanted to use threes, he put me on fives, and then I was using tens, and I was like, you get a way better workout with tens. You don't do anywhere near as much because you just like can't but you feel so much physically stronger. Like I felt like I could yeah, fight someone. But that's what with, <laughs> if you, if you're on a lower weight, then you really have to do more repetitions. You can't get away with like the same one round that you would do on a higher weight. That's the thing. I'm not going to do more. I'm not. 
I'm just so <laughs> I'm just I'm telling you right now it's not happening yeah. but yesterday's class was absolutely killer and then I go on a walk as well every day and so today's walk I like could barely walk like I was walking so slowly I was getting really mm. frustrated and I was really really tired this morning as well and it's just like I have to, some stuff I needed to finish that I didn't but I can never finish the stuff I need to finish because I give myself a completely ridiculous list <laughs> to get done in the day which no one could do anywhere it's like you're gonna do two of these things and get annoyed with yourself but yeah I was walking in like slow motion and I got home and I realized I actually have really severe trapped wind <laughs> <laughs> so like there's a yoga squat position you know the yogi squat so I was in that I'm not yeah. joking I was in that for like as long as possible to try and release things things. yeah like nothing is moving so it's like not only is my like buttocks and thighs like feel like stone from this fucking leg workout I'm also just like the trap wind is making me giving me severe back pain so I'm like what the hell is going on with my body why did I do this (laughs) why did I do of course I'll do it again tomorrow you know it's like it will be painful when that wind is released at first but then it's going to feel oh really gosh. good but it's gonna probably it's gonna, yeah I feel like a new I've got Always. laser fiber cereal now because like I've realized like without that cereal like my fiber intake daily is <laughs> like non-existent I was like why why don't I why am I a regular okay this is too much information we need to move on yeah okay <laughs> why do we open with such personal things I know yeah god why (laughs) straight into bowel movements um but you know (laughs) normalize normalize talking about bowel movement and trap wind normalize needing a shit (laughs) I mean yeah the one thing that I'll say is just the when I um went on to a plant-based diet it can completely and obviously obviously it's that's a no-brainer but it will completely changed um my uh my movements but it's it's annoying me because it's like okay thinking about meat that I've eaten I mean I've been eating a lot of junk food I won't lie to you and the thing is I've been eating a lot of bread and bread isn't my friend I'm oh not yeah to eat wheat like I'm not gonna lie when I was little I had a huge problem with constipation because I loved white bread so much and it's like directly opposed to my body like we don't get on at all like one slice of white bread and I'm done I'm done out here I'm clogged up <laughs> that home is like, like calling your oh name my god I used I used to sneak to the kitchen and just eat white bread and not then I'd toasted like, oh. or just like plain no like literally a plain slice of white bread did you ever <laughs> we used to eat white bread and I don't know honestly I'm I don't really don't know why my parents kind of even like allowed us to have it because it's so <laughs> bad for you it's so full of sugar sometimes it I was think the 90s true that like so I think about what my parents would kind of feed us and I might look again and think you your doctors why were you, you now that is the fact you my dad known. my dad will literally sit and eat McDonald's like any meal that he chooses and then he goes for a run every day like literally it's his thing 365 days a year if there even is 364 and a quarter whatever I don't care he goes for a run and a quarter oh my god I don't fucking know how many days <laughs> 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 uh, besides the point 
I think there's more now. Or is it half a day more or half a day less? No, it's 365 that... days and a quarter. And then no, in no, the leap changed. year, it's 366. It hasn't because... No, no, it's changed because it's it takes longer... Or there's something has changed. I'm I'm not making this up. <laughs> okay, well we I need proof, but we haven't changed the calendar days. It's not like suddenly February's got 30 days now. Something like the Earth taking longer to orbit. We've got massively off topic. I'm not it's so interesting. It's space. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to get it for next week, but for now, you're gonna have to take my word for it. No, I did not I make this up. Not. I promise. I promise I did not make it up. But because I don't know what to Google, it will just take too long. So there's just no point. But guys, I will put it in our Instagram stories. I will find that story for you. Okay. It's it's going to be something so silly. It's not going to be that at all. It's going to be like <laughs> the Earth it, is taking could... 0.3 more seconds to orbit, <laughs> orbit the Earth or something like that. We're all just grinding orbit to the a... sun. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So anyway, your dad goes running every day yeah and he'll get on me because he'll be like you have to do a form of physical exercise and I'm like you're sitting there eating McDonald's fries (laughs) talking to me (laughs) look what happens when I do exercise the most painful trapped wind ever oh my god (laughs) I to be honest though it is for me it's like a mental thing I do I'm like a restless child I don't exercise for like some Everyone exercises for a different reason. But for me, when I stop exercising completely, even though I think it's healthy to have a complete break from any physical movement sometimes, just to like try and unlearn this idea that you always have to be doing something. But I am a very like easily agitated person. Like mm. If I stay, like I need movement, I, it's just how I am. Because I think too much. I think way too much. And that's going to piss me off lately because it's wearing me out. And it doesn't achieve anything. Yeah, think, overthinking. Think, think. I'm just like, okay, I get it. You're a, you're a brain. Congrats. Oh my god. Um, can I ask you a question back to related to brown? No, not brown bread. Uh, white bread and your childhood. Oh, no. Yeah. <gasps> Did you dip your white bread in hot chocolate? No. Okay, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, but wait, maybe you might think I'm strange when you hear what I actually did do, what we did. did you do? So we would um like break the bread up into small pieces, flatten it down, and then pretend it was yeah, then pretend it was the body of Christ. I mean, if you've been to church once, you do Yeah, it, you've done 100%. that, of course, totally. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's a bit what, of Ribena, communion. Look absolutely, what we were doing. yeah. Um, of course I did. <laughs> just just I mean, checking. Pretend it was actually Christ's flesh. No, like pretend you were taking oh, okay, Holy cool. Communion and then like say, that wasn't know, that cool. Body of Christ. <laughs> no, I wasn't like, this is actually, it, it was sim- it was symbolic as it is in the church, you yeah. know? Yeah. Shout out to the radicals who pretended to eat human flesh. Me uh, and my brother, um, no, pretending. It just shows you have a like a fun imagination. You probably I don't think zombie that's what people stories. are saying about Army Hammer. Who's that? <gasps> oh, oh no! Is it going to scare me when I'm on a walk? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Maybe Army. You know, um, have you seen? Uh, God, what's he in? He's in lots of things. But uh, call me by your name. 
No, you've talked to me about this before. I've never seen it. Well, fantastic film, but um, one of the stars of it, Army Hammer, has like there's he has um, caught a case because of his um, <sighs> yeah, I guess there's no no other word for it. It's just his abusive uh, nature towards women that he's been in relationships with and um, very sexually explicit and harassing um, DMs to various people on Instagram um, and yeah, kind of that very scary um, verbalization of his cannibalism fantasies but also like where women genuinely felt a threat, a genuine threat, not just it was a fantasy. Physically abusive. That's kind mm. of like a bit. Yeah. Of so it's it's um, it is quite scary. And That's really, terrifying. But honestly, yeah. I'm not going to hold it against the rest of the cannibalism fantasy crew. No shade to them. Uh, Well, uh, in these situations, well, in his case, he was uh, grooming and oh my, grooming women to women. Well, I don't know if it was to eat them, but grooming women into and coercing them into um, uh, like sexual acts that they just didn't really feel comfortable doing, but because they were new to the um kind of bdsm world or the fetish world and he was saying this is no this is all totally normal this is all you know he was really it it wasn't um like it wasn't consensual from their side and it was it was definitely um they entered into um the relationship or into um the acts under coercion and wanting to please him because he's yeah well because he's a you know a a big a hollywood star he's i've never heard attractive but i know i get it he's still he is who he is yeah yeah, even if you met an uh like an accomplished actor you'd never heard of and then they were like talking to you and they showed you what they were in you would be impressed regardless yeah and if you would you know everybody even not uh famous people Honey, if you like somebody, you. Yeah, yeah. If you really That's like somebody, you, you and you, even if you don't, I've been manipulated by people who I'm like, I didn't even fucking find you funny. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, but I guess that's anyway. the whole point. So, from trapped wind to white bread cannibals. to the blood of Christ, body of Christ to cannibals. So. I was going to tell you, me and my brother used to play church. So, like, we'd literally preach. We'd get all the teddies and we'd sit them and, like, they were the congregation. And my mum was like, I'm not sure about this game. It sounds like you're making fun of church. We were like, it's fun. Or <laughs> practising to, you know, because... No, we were probably mocking heavily. But we were, like, bearing in mind we were, like, six and seven. So God knows what we were saying. <laughs> Do you, oh, you know, that, that um, reminds me of, like... <laughs> When we were younger, there were, like, we would, our dad basically kind of had his ideal list of of professions that we would all be. And kind of, it was like, well, uh, these are the, you know, I I want one of my children to be um, a doctor was an obvious one. Um, Then (laughs) an investment banker and then a, a minister. 
This is literally um, a, a program that got cancelled after one season, Dirty Sexy Money. Oh, I have, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. You should watch oh. it. One of them was a priest. Obviously, well, they were all corrupt. And they were rich, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe your dad was right. No, I'm joking. That was such a dick-eddy joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, that's you know, money is the love of money is the root of all evil. There are plenty of mistranslations in the Bible, but I'm pretty sure that one was bang on the money. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how the uh, the priests or the the monks let that one slip in, given their love of money. money. The monks they don't make money. Am I confusing them? I'm I'm thinking of the monk in um. Robin, Robin Hood. <laughs> you mean like the badger one in the the animal one, the D- Disney's animal yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the only that. version. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Friar Tuck. Yeah, he was he was good. No, wait, that wasn't Friar Tuck. I get them confused too. It's like how how are there so many? And I only remember two names and two faces. Friar Tuck was the no little John is the bear. Friar okay. Tuck is the ah. monk because he's the friar. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And obviously Robin Hood is the smoking hot fox. The bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a mess. <laughs> he, he, does he? No, like, I actually love it though. Wait, the messier it is, the funnier it is. Can you just look something up for me? <laughs> is it about Robin Hood? Yeah. Is he wearing pants? I don't think he is. No, no, no. He wears shorts or something. Green, Does he wear shorts? He, yeah. And I just want to make fact sure. I've not even put in animated. I've just Googled Robin Hood. Oh, he's. <laughs> no. He doesn't. Why does he not wear pants? I don't think Little John wears pants, but the friar wears like a full cafe. And like, <laughs> how about. <laughs> so where are your pants? Is it his little booty out? Oh, no wonder we fancied him. <laughs> oh my god. Um, wow. Anyway. Speaking of saucy cartoon characters, the new Lola Bunny and the new Space Jam, they've de it's desexified or what? Oh right, have they not. uh what de degendered? They're saying that, no, they're saying they desexualized. But I'm just like, basically, she was wearing like she was really thick, and she had on booty shorts and a crop top. And I'm like, there were people online getting annoyed, and everyone with sense was like, "Well, how can you get annoyed about that? She was obviously a sexualized cartoon character." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And but this one woman, I was like, Do "You know what? I'm, I agree with you." She was like, "Being sexy doesn't mean that you're like a bad or dumb person." She's just a sexy bunny. Yeah. She's like they yeah, she's hot. her as a sexy bunny, like looking exactly the same. But then again, it's not to say that the new her isn't sexy. It's just the changes they've made to her body and like making her shorter and stuff. It's just like it's like if Naomi it's like if Tyra Banks was originally in um do you remember that Disney film where she's Barbie and she comes to life? Um no, but kind of. It's a good film. Sense. <laughs> Look what I think is a good film. But they recast her because they were like, you know what? She's too sexy. I would personally be offended because I'm like, 
you can't you can make my character more complex but this is an animated cartoon and honestly Lola was doing a bit much anyway either way I love Lola Bunny so I'm not gonna say something. I've never seen the first one you've never seen Space Jam nope oh my god <laughs> sorry oh my god Listeners, Natalie's never seen a goofy movie and she's never seen Space Jam. Okay, listeners, can you tell me how many times you've seen either of those movies? I do tell vividly. Tell us your ethnicity too, because <laughs> if you're black and you haven't seen Space Jam or a goofy movie, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I vividly remember Space Jam coming out at the cinema though, because it was it had yeah. to be big. It was massive. It was huge. Uh Michael Jordan. I know, yeah, it was massive. Still, but who cares? <laughs> like he is so bad at acting, we have to put him, pit him against animated <laughs> characters. Otherwise it's just gonna be too when I was little, embarrassing. I thought he I thought the film was first of all I thought it was the best film I'd ever seen. <laughs> I was like this is a phenomenon. And I thought he was brilliant. And then I watched it as an adult and I was like is this the same film? <laughs> This man is wooded as hell. <laughs> no um, charisma. <laughs> but when I was little, I was like, oh my God, Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, it came, I mean, it came out at the height of his. Was it the height of ten? A, yeah, because it wasn't he wasn't actually, it wasn't the height of his like basketball career, technically. Well, but it was I mean, still Michael Jordan mania. Like, I grew up in Bucky when we were little we were in Croydon I had a Chicago Bulls hat on all the time I didn't watch basketball <laughs> like why do I have this I don't know anyway <laughs> that is Shout funny. Out to Michael Jordan. yeah yeah um is a terrible person behind the scenes but I, re- I refuse to believe it I just <laughs> Bugs Bunny refuses to watch <laughs> To speak to him <laughs> offset. If any of them was going to secretly be a dick, you know it would be both funny. Because it's always the person who you think would be the nicest person who's always a terrible person. And but Elmer Fudd would be... Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> I really hate that character. I don't understand why he hasn't been written out of it. Have you ever... Oh, my God. Another thing, if you're bored, watch the latest, like, the last version of Looney Tunes. It's like a cartoon series. I'm not joking. It is, it's it's not for children. It's so funny. Well, what Again, do, what do you mean the latest of, season? How, as in... Do, like, the latest version. Keep... So, like, um, you know, they always remake things. Yeah, like, yeah, There's, yeah. like, ten different versions of the chipmunks. So I only know the first one. This is like this was from I want to say four years ago. Okay, it's, I think it's actually on Disney Plus, or is it a cartoon? But it was Netflix? always a bit like I don't know, no, a bit weird, is, a bit dark. An, yeah, but this is another level. This is like comedy writers have written this, like, right? Okay, up the comedy writers. That's what it feels like. Me and Jonathan used to watch it, and then they cancelled it. We were like, "That's the best show you have." <laughs> like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Where is anyway, it even? I'm sure it was on Cartoon Network at that time. Oh, well, you know, I, like, I don't, I never had that. But this is a new... I think, no, ITV have... had the Cartoon Network films, right? CC, uh, CITV. I don't know. The only well, of thing course I you don't know CITV because you had or... Sky. You didn't need to watch any of this terrestrial bullshit. No, I, I had to um... flip between CBBC and CITV, and that's only that's, if we ever I'm arrived sorry, love, home. But... <laughs> 
We were never home in time for any of this stuff because we were always at school in the late room. Literally after school club babysitters, your parents aren't coming for you. I'm talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and me too. It's like, yeah, you have to stay. At Listen, school. sweetie, I'm working till seven. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Which, when you think about it now, isn't even that late, but I, it's also. I'm crazy. telling you, I don't. When I think about how like mortified and how upset I'd be if we. I think our late room closed at 5.30, 6 at a push. Yes, yeah, An absolute starts. push. And that's when, like, the you know, they were getting antsy and they were kind of really like, your parents need to come now. Sometimes we'd have, they'd end up having to just lock up the school, well, come hell or high water, and we'd have to, we would wait outside school and be, you know, really upset and, like, sad. And when, our, when we'd get picked up, obviously just be a bit, like, probably sassy and not very nice. And I'm like, that was not late I now would if I had a child would struggle to go pick them up and I wouldn't even think to I would not think to I obviously I'd make the effort to pick them up but if I couldn't I'd be like well I'm sorry I've got like it's so hard to get out of calls and stuff and work now I'm like my again my parents are parents doctors and how did they (laughs) I'm here like but I still think it's not fair like, I feel like parents should be allowed to go and pick their kids up, then finish work after. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they should have that flexibility. Like, it's not fair. Like, if I can go get my kids um, and lunch, like, tea or whatever you call it, dinner's already ready, so I can go get my kids, they get home and they eat something, mm-hmm. then I jump back on. Like, why can't I do that? I've got fucking children. What are they going to do? Walk home anyway. I, just I guess it's like, just a bit, it's hard with, well, I don't know how my parents did it, given... That they would have they had like clinical leave. commitments, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but then and the but, things they should have had. Seen as you know, you're doctors and you're helping the world. Why don't we give you some like after school, like do you know what I mean? Some sort of support money so you can go get a different kind of babysitter who can go and because I remember at different points in our lives, different people would like pick us up or whatever so sometimes we would come straight home but there was one point where we'd go to the after school club then a babysitter would come and get us mm. so there's things that you can do it's just expensive we, we had well. it, it's more we had um like au pairs and and nannies and what but it was I don't think that they they just couldn't drive and then also my parents would have needed the car so it would have been like so do we also get a third car to get you know why is that so funny? Because <laughs> I still can't drive. That would be me. Listen, sweetie, I don't know what to tell I'm you. I'm not picking the kids up. <laughs> You're like, you have one job. I'll be here when they get home, but, you know. <laughs> Definitely not picking them up. But even okay, now, like, obviously, when I'm working now, I'm so... Um, everyone is quite... Um, respectful of the need for parents to go and pick their kids up from school no one thinks it's a, yeah. like an issue and if as long as you tell people in advance you're like look I need to I won't be online so don't book meetings that is fine but I still think like knowing what when you're working and especially at the moment when everything's like calls and whatever it, yeah. it's sometimes really hard to just actually extricate yourself from stuff and then rush around and like the stress that you have like go pick the kids up bring them back make sure they're settled traffic but like well. and then do work after that it's just like I'm not the... doing work after that I don't know I just feel like 
I've always had this dream, and obviously it's very childish, coming from how I how it was for me younger when I was younger. I always thought, well, obviously I'll just have my own business and I'll be a crash dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely thought that's how it was gonna go. I was like, duh. <laughs> I'm just going to work myself and everyone's going to love it because you can just pop down and see your kids whenever you want. I have my own business with my own office and also have childcare for all of my employees. Yes. That sounds great. What's your business? (laughs) Oh my God. That's the thing about my dreams. I can see the office that I imagined, but I can't even remember what I actually did in those dreams. That should tell you (laughs) how much I like working. I'm like, I'm just the boss. I don't know. I just make good decisions and people love me for it. I create a lovely, great working culture and an environment where people want to be doing exactly. what I don't know. Anything, they will fi- they you figure it out. The yeah. me. You figure out what <laughs> it is, is such, that this company does. This is such a Michael Scott idea. No, this is a Ryan idea. It's even a word. Oh God. Yeah. I just I just get a really expensive building with childcare and I'm like, just come in, just make money. It's like, don't worry, we've got you got a kid, we've got childcare, drop them off downstairs. And they're like, who's looking after the kid? Do they do learning? You're like, you just it's just a room, you just just put them here. No, I think I planned out what they were doing. Maybe that's the business. Maybe the business is that I want to go into childcare. Could be, yeah. I just don't want to um yeah I'm gonna look after the kids <laughs> I'm good with kids I just don't know if I can handle that level of responsibility that's what it is yeah. it's a lot of responsibility mm, yeah I don't know if I can handle it um like I remember right. like, things like you picking up your kid they've got a scratch on their head I don't know how they got it maybe you should tell Ryan to stop being so vicious how about that but you can't say that that's yeah funny. okay oh, moving okay. on yes Wow, we've gone way over already. This is us trying to stick to our new structure. I knew we'd ignore it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, this is us being like, look, we're really low energy. It's been a long <laughs> week. It's only Tuesday. We record on Tuesday, guys. So this episode is probably going to be really short and like, uh... <laughs> Talk for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> that cup of tea is really kicking in. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's hot water. How embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I was... Actually, just thinking about the cup of tea I had earlier. You had, you had tea. What kind of tea did you have? Just Look breakfast at how suspicious tea. I am. Just breakfast Since tea. When did you drink breakfast tea? How do I not know that? Eh? I drink so much breakfast tea. When? I've never I, I, oh my god! I, breakfast tea is the the drink that I drink most during what the week. Milk do you have in it? Oat milk. <laughs> Okay, because that's, I was going to say, I don't like soy milk in breakfast tea. It's disgusting. Blech. Yeah, I don't like milk any variation Blech. of milk. Have you had hazelnut milk and do you like it? Yeah, but I don't really like, not, no. It's weird. It's not something it? it's that like, I would want in a, as a milk substitute for my teas and coffees. I didn't mind it in a hot chocolate. Yeah, that's because then it's more like a nutella kind of. Yeah, vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's more like, I, I'd use it. To create something desserty or sweet, a hundred. Oh my god, a hundred. Yeah. It is. Oh my. Anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it again. Here we go. Okay, so we're just going to quickly blast. I mean, pinpoint blast through what's going on in the news this week. Because, oh honey, it's a fucking hot mess. Okay. First of all, 
it, this is basically all directed at the Conservative government, as usual. As you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, we do not fuck with them at all. They are ruining our lives and yours too, if you haven't heard. Okay, so obviously, I'm so sorry if I would pronounce her surname wrong, but um, rest in peace to Sarah Everard. I've said it wrong, haven't I? I don't know. It's Everard. Everard? Yeah, it has to be Rod because that's just a Rod sound. Um, I digress. So to anybody who doesn't know, um, she went missing in Clapham and her body was found in a but she was killed by a police officer, basically, which is, I I wasn't following the story. My cousin was. I wasn't following mm. that story at all. I didn't hear about it until her body was found. I literally didn't even oh, see anything. Well, it's, she she lived in Brixton and she was walking from home from Clapham to Brixton. So mm. it's super, super close to where I live. Um, these are kind of yeah. like streets that I walk around um, that I would like go close to walk my dog so it's as soon as it um I I start yeah I started seeing it being shared across my social channels super early on and I saw like police crawling everywhere task force task forces being set up and before I knew it it was kind of like you when things like this this is so awful but I think you might see things when or people in your circles sharing things but it might uh, like when people go missing or if, te- if, if things like this happen when it's on an individual level and it's not quite it's not a um this is so awful to say and I've, ju- I've just found this week incredibly difficult but if it's something that hasn't quite become a movement you might see a few of your friends or people in your circle sharing posts about a missing person this post went like I saw people that um, or organizations that were local to me which I you kind of expect because it it's yeah, happened it's locally. the area it's yeah. the area so that happened and then honestly within less than 24 hours my everybody on my that in my that I follow in um Instagram that lives in London was sharing this and these are people from I've all never seen over like all I've over London never, never it was it was I did also didn't see a single person sharing it which probably shows the difference in demographic of people because I didn't see that at all I'm not saying that's a good thing I'm just saying I literally didn't hear about it until it was yeah news. well I think this is why I've found it difficult because of the people I suppose that when I see the people that were posting and sharing it and and not that they shouldn't have been doing that not at all of course like it's a horrible thing that happened and I think that you know getting the awareness up was was great but people where it's not even in their area so how they like the the way this the the news of this spread so quickly around London and then I guess the UK was Kind, it was quite something and then I guess in the context of the the stories that don't get shared yeah I've just found it really really I'm, difficult I'm used to things not getting sh- like obviously when you said a task force I was like what I've never heard of that before in my life honestly I'm not yeah. saying there shouldn't be a task force but I've honestly never heard of that and it's funny I'm not saying this to scare you I promise and I hope I don't regret saying this but it's funny because do you remember I was talking to you about walking at night and I was like I would never 
walk at night, but you walk you walk at night. I would never. Well, I yeah. Think, um, I just. But what do you mean by walk? I have to because of mango. Yeah, but like I just I would I don't know how I would do it if I had a dog because like my memories of like because obviously when I was little we were in Croydon but we also were in Peckham a lot and we were in Brixton mm. so my memories of of London at that time like I just I don't know if I would just feel comfortable but the mad thing is forget all of that because the mad thing is it was a police a officer. police officer that is insane to me. But then look at how quickly that was discovered and that was, and he was, you know, I'm not... Actually charged. Yeah, but obviously there's a long way to go and the police are fucking rotten. Now they've got to go. But yeah, but yeah, it's... it's. I just really wanted to quickly touch on um, another story. So if you haven't already seen, there was a woman, a very young woman, I think she was 19, 21. There you go. Blessing Ola Shagun, who went missing, and her body was, again, I didn't hear that she was missing until her body was found. So I heard about the story when she was found. Mm. Uh, But when her body was found, the police said that it wasn't suspicious and they weren't going to investigate. And this was a black woman who was on the phone with her boyfriend. And he, she was saying to him that she was scared. And they're saying that that's not suspicious that her body was found. That was, that was obviously... She was obviously killed. And that was really sad because when you hear stories like that, like, I'm not saying this to be dramatic. I honestly always think this. Like, if I'm walking at night and I think I get scared, I always think to myself, if something happens to me, no one's going to look for me. Like, I know my family will look for me, but really and truly, like, who is going to look for me? No one's going to start a task force or anything like that. Well, yeah. This is, yeah, again, like what I was thinking about this week just well if something happened to me or how how viral would my missing poster go yeah because that's that's that's, you can't even say that because then people get upset because it's like oh but you're making somebody else's tragedy about uh you but it's really not like that you have to learn to see the world from another person's lens the way that you've seen somebody that you see yourself in you recognize a person that's deserving is deserving of protection like that's the way I see people who look like me mm. so obviously I, I don't have that lens like I don't see I know people are taught obviously to see black people as like this scary super strong but I don't have that lens when I look at people people who look like me and I also another thing that I do is I sometimes will reassess my thoughts as if I do just in case I do have a bit of mm. internalized racism or something like sometimes if I'm being really like irritated or harsh with someone I think about it and I'm like I, th- I know this is problematic as fuck but I do actually think like would I react this way if they were this race do you know what I mean it helps yeah me to- I, I, yeah I think sometimes you have to check in with yourself on on that yeah um, on the real don't tell but it's them. I think it's it's hard because there's just you, we're seeing a lot of people and right for like people upset they're grieving and kind of you know saying it's that this is unfortunately Sarah's death has it's been politicized and you know saying well, it shouldn't be That's you it. know it's not all meant 
Um, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of things. So I, uh, there's a, this app called Nextdoor. I've spoken to, I've told you about it. I think I've told yeah. you yeah. about it, um, which is, so it's kind of like peer to peer, um, support or messaging within your neighborhood. And there's so, there's a lot of stuff on there and, um, a, <sighs> A friend of hers had written an article basically saying that she doesn't feel like Sarah wouldn't have wanted this. She wouldn't have wanted her death to be politicised like this. You know, it's not... In which we're all, way? In what way? In, in that there's... Because when there was a vigil that was held um, at Clapham Common that turned into a protest and, you know, we've seen the pictures of what... Of the police. So she's um, saying that Sarah wouldn't have wanted people to be upset that she died. Or well, I think it's death. like basically that what's upsetting for me is and frustrating is she's yeah saying that it's not she wouldn't have wanted it to turn into this thing where you know it we're we're saying men need to do better. And I'm kind of like, she I don't see... It was literally femicide. Your friend was murdered by a man for no reason. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, you know, saying she, she, many of her friends were, were men and, you know... So you don't think that she might... If she'd lived to tell the tale, really and truly, if she'd lived to tell the tale, you don't think that she would have been traumatised and maybe she, her views would have shifted. Yeah. What? Who says stuff like that? I'm sorry. If if anything terrible happened to me, yeah, yeah, it's and then just the the people. Obviously, I don't know why, but I got sucked into the comments. People, you know, saying they agree with this. You know, which, but it's just all kind of like. But hold on a second. This is a political thing, and it's you know everything happened to Sarah is horrible. It's it is horrific, and I, I've. My heart breaks for her friends and her family, but my heart also breaks for the friends and family of people who who didn't get the the closure or the justice that her friends and family have got. So they can, she can say, well, let us grieve in peace. Now we, at least, it's horrible knowing what happened, but I'm glad that we know rather than, because not knowing would be worse. There are so many people who don't get that, privilege is maybe not the right word but kind of it's it's just frustrating where you just see a load of people like kind of well yeah I think a load of white people and a load of white women especially just saying yeah this is terrible I'm like it's not this is this is of course it's political how can you say that it's not like we shouldn't be upset and we shouldn't be angry that the reason why everybody's now talking about the fact that women walk these streets and feel afraid and we call people when we're walking we carry our keys in our hands when you're saying all that how can you not understand that the level of threat for women is not equal it is so much higher if you take race into account if you take in uh but like sexuality into account or, or uh, gender if you take into um, disability into account and no one talks right. about those things it is not the same like case in point here the way that we talk I don't feel now I mean I do I'm not gonna of course I feel the same same I feel the threat that I think all women feel but I obviously do not feel it the same way that you feel it because we've just talked about our own experiences how like I can I will walk around outside and not feel like 
genuinely terrified. Obviously, at the moment, I feel a bit unsettled, but it's, you know, people the level of threat isn't the same. Well. Yeah. I'm actually gl- glad people are talking about how that isn't, it doesn't make me nuts. I'm not joking, like, even up to recently, that that guy I was had got into it with who I was trying to date, but it was just too misogynistic. He was telling me that, like, women are generally safer than men and, like, men are, like, imagine if there's a war and I was like but women don't even need to go to war to gain that kind of trauma yeah and but I won't get into it but I just I just feel like I've I've the most scared I've ever been in my life was when we lived on a private estate so it's literally the most expensive house I've ever lived in in my entire life and the most terrified I've ever been walking home there's like two street lights and no pavement because we weren't I personally don't think we were rich enough to live there because the idea is you're you're not walking you're obviously driving home Mm. so I'm like 17 I'm shitting myself and people would say to me how can you be scared here I'm like this is where people get anyway I hate the countryside for that reason oh my god the countryside at night like when I'm going on a drive because where we live it's quite easy to get to the countryside if I'm going on a drive with a guy and he's trying to go to the countryside I'm like ah no because <laughs> that's where people take you to die no thank you anywho back back to it yeah so, I was so... Gonna, obviously everyone saw the um reclaim the streets uh demo that turned into the police people what people are calling police brutality again here i'm probably going to lack a bit of sensitivity because people's reaction to it was like the people couldn't even react to that. i'm not talking about the people who were out protesting by the way who i genuinely feel because uh, uh, Reclaim the Streets is also run by black women. So, like, I feel like it's people are just taking a stand for uh, the end of male violence. Because even when people talk about um, men experience violence too, yeah, from... From men, men against men. Who were you afraid it's, of? It's, it's a man, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I do believe in their uh, ideals and motives. It was just crazy seeing the reaction to that. Mm. Like... And then the pictures that obviously there's that one picture that becomes the poster picture of the, uh, red, the white woman with red hair yeah. like on the floor. And I'm just like, it's just the difference between that picture and the picture from the uh, last summer when there was a Black Lives Matter protest. It was just mental. But yeah, yeah. the police, the police didn't need to go there, man. It's just like everyone's already hates everyone already hates you why are you going there but it's like you're actually this is what i we always talk about this governments like push people towards revolution and radicalization like you're the pe- your own demographic those are the people those like middle class white people you are literally shitting on your own demographic like what are you doing right now but yeah there was also the i don't know do this um, if you've if you've seen it, but again, because it's a local thing, it, I saw it, this post on next door about a woman who, um, on last Saturday when the, the vigil was, she was walking her dog um, in Clapham Common, and there was a um, a drunk guy who was like had his dick out and was just you know being a, a drunk man with his dick out, not very pleasant for anybody, um, especially if you're just trying to work, walk your dog when there's a vigil going on, when, you know, a a woman's just been murdered, it's not nice. And so she, the 
place was crawling with police because of the vigil slash protests. Um, and the, um, uh, something like the, she told, she was like, hey, there's a guy out there with his dick out and he's drunk and he's like, you know, upsetting people and kind of like, maybe you want to do something about it. Uh, a woman, what a police woman had kind of went to go to, to talk to the man and see what was going on. And apparently a police man, um, and I, I gender these people because it's, I feel like it's important in the distinction, <laughs> um, said like, oh, you know, we're not dealing with that. Um, like we've had enough, like we've got enough going on with the riots. That so, was not a riot. No, of course Relaxer. it wasn't a riot, but they're like, yeah, this is how they're painting it. And but can I just also say, can I be problematic again? Oh, do you know what I thought when I saw that? I was like, the police think they're at Notting Hill Carnival because that is genuinely how they pull up to Carnival. There is yeah. way, 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 way more police at Notting Hill Carnival. And me, last time I was at Carnival, me and Sim saw a, literally a man body slammed into the floor. They had their knees on black women's like backs and necks for nothing, for dancing. So like, it's just hard for me to like is I'm supposed to sympathize but it just makes me realize like I'm so used to the police being such a different beast like I would you think the police you genuinely think the police are there to help you grow up I'm sorry but grow up it just irritates me I'm sorry. I suppose it's, it really it's again yeah hard when you're seeing people saying oh, this is this is terrible and you're like this is normal you know what was terrible it was terrible when um Boris Johnson ran a campaign saying that he was going to increased police powers and people voted for him that was terrible it was terrible when he said he was clearing out ten thousand spaces in prison and increasing police powers and stopping searches and every single black person on my timeline said this is shit and then what do you know like a two weeks later i'm getting stopped and searched and a white woman police officer has her hands all over me because she's looking for drugs that aren't on me that was terrible it was terrible when my trainer was late to our fucking mm. zoom workout because he was getting stopped and searched it was terrible when my sister was late to our zoom prayer meeting because she was getting stopped and searched like that's terrible it was terrible when they were following my ex around in a car telling him pulling up to him telling him we've got your plates for no fucking reason they're shit. It was terrible when they brought my brother home and said they didn't believe that he lived in that house. Oh, my yeah. God. It was terrible when I was a child and I would look out the window and every time we were driving back from Tottenham to Croydon, they would pull out my, pull over my mum, my five-foot-nothing mum, and they were shouting down on her. And you know my mum wasn't having it. That was terrible. I'm just saying they have a track record. It was fucking terrible when I went to Spain two years ago and the police there, who carry guns, by the way, stopped me and asked to see my passport just because they saw me. That was shit, too. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I've had enough. Whoa, I didn't realise I'd had enough like that. Let's move on quickly. I will just end this by saying that Cursed Army, you're a bitch, first of all. Because if Diane Abbott hadn't told him, called him out on Twitter, mm. can you imagine if you're not being called out on Twitter... He was going to abstain from the vote for this new fucking bill. So if you haven't... Don't. Vote, I have to mention it. It's called the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill 2021. It's what the Conservatives are trying to put through. And that is what Kersama wasn't even going to vote on. That is why I have a problem with that man. He is a bitch. He is the police. He was a prosecutor. He is the police. It just irritates me. How can you go from a human rights lawyer to... What is it? A director of the prosecution... Google it, look up his track record, make your minds up for yourself. I'm just sick of Labour. Like, 
they just flip flop. This is why I have a problem with Tony Blair because he literally. Well, yeah, this is why we've got a, we're where we're in the situation that we're in with a fucking Tory government and also with Brexit because of ineffectual leadership from the Labour Party. The, the Tories are really fucking bad, though, because they've got a lot of money behind them. They have loopholes now. Also, I read something crazy. So their vote in the last election, oh, my God, I don't want to give you the wrong statistics because it is mental. Uh, oh, when was it? Why am I giving Tory? General election. It's just that um, they went up something like 1.2%, but that won them 48 extra seats or something. I really need to check this because it was just like, what? It just doesn't, the maths isn't mapping. Oh my God, I love that it's in pub because I come here so often. Yeah, so they went up 47 seats with an increased vote of, overall increase vote since so far the difference between the 2017 election to the 2019 mm. election a 1.2% increase of the overall votes won them 47 seats it just like I was like first of all when, when the idea of because I obviously did I say obviously because I feel like everyone did it <laughs> everyone did history in school yeah and in so when you do a level history it's basically modern British and modern American history. So it's like you have to go through all the leaders from the 1920s. It's basically politics. Mm-hmm. It isn't history. It's politics. And I got really into British history because it just like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I could, that's what I couldn't get into. It. I was like, mm, no, thanks. I'll just stick to the American stuff because it's a lot more like, I don't know. Now I now I know because the, the, the way they were selling the American stuff to me was making me uncomfortable. I couldn't engage. But now I know what I do know about it. I feel like I would study harder now. Because the first mm. year I did really well. And the second year, also their teacher changed. I hated my new teacher. I thought she was a joke. I was really disrespectful to her. I often wonder if that came from a position of sexism. Because she was like a young woman. She was a young, white, blonde woman. I was like, no. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept she was doing that thing like oh we're all friends we're all mates I'm your friend and I was like no I you don't respond not. to that I respond to authoritarian <laughs> history teachers who kick me out of the lesson because I'm late my teacher thought he kicked me out of the lesson because I was late it was like a tv program then the next time I had to come early and then I put my hand up and I answered the question and he literally went Ruth that's why I need you here on time <laughs> like, oh no this, you were like oh, this yeah validation oh I love it I wasn't I wasn't because I was like this is embarrassing sir (laughs) (laughs) no shade I know what you're trying to do but this this is not a film I will I will take myself outside if you pull that shit again yeah don't you ever embarrass me like that again in my life (laughs) he was a really really good teacher we had some really good teachers who well, I felt like were more like professors. I was like, I feel like you're overqualified. And then when I went into upper sixth, for some reason, some teachers left and we got like, that's mm. when I had my English teacher who had a drinking problem. And I said, she's drunk. And everyone thought I was being a, a bitch. And they thought I was joking. I was like, no, she this one Speak like drunk. Lady Whistletown. Yes, that's how I know that. Is that? 
<laughs> one of the many she was she was lit she was like doing <laughs> all the voices and then somebody came into school I stopped going to the lessons because I was like I'm not doing this this is this is a mess mm-hmm. and everyone thought I was trying to be rebellious and use it as an excuse I was like what is wrong with you tell me why somebody picked her off the train tracks at the local train station what because she was drunk because on she was drunk. the actual tracks the tracks of the train station what do, walking on the tracks or having a kit what do you I mean no idea do you think it did happen or is it an urban legend no, do you think it's happened. been embelli- the embellished who, the, yeah that's the thing the guy who told us was like I want to say this is too problematic. He was the Ricky Gervais of the year. <laughs> like he was funny. He was funny, but he was a bit like cruel. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he was funny. <laughs> like he said, to forgive me funny people for a lot. <laughs> no, he was funny, but he. I know, I bet, but you probably also you're like, well, you've got to laugh at him, and because you don't want to be the subject of oh, his. Yeah, right. I wish. I wish they would. At, by the time I was sixteen, the mouth I had on me. Good luck. But, oh, you wanted um, to get roasted? No, I mean he could never. I would, I would have killed him. <laughs> but I would never. That's another thing. I wasn't really on that because I realised that I can say things to people that would make them cry, whereas they could say things to me that would sting. So it's probably best I just kept my thoughts to myself. Like it's not mm. worth it. Like you shouldn't be nasty to people. I don't think anyway. Like if someone's joking on you and it, and you really go, I feel like if you take it too far, it's not nice. Yeah, yeah. That, so I just yeah. I saved that for my family. You're like, they hate me. (laughs) I could go in on you, but I won't. But he he wasn't really like Ricky Gervais, because that was a terrible, um, because I don't know English comedians' names. That was a terrible (laughs) You just came, you grasped for the first one that came to mind. Yeah, I'm not joking, because Ricky Gervais, I feel like he makes me feel uncomfortable. This guy never made me feel uncomfortable. I just mean he's got really dry sense of Mm humour. So I wouldn't be surprised if he added a little, do you know what I mean? A little spice on it. But yeah, he yeah, definitely. Yeah. Him so it's be- basically he was, she was probably just like slumped in a chair on the platform. On a bench. She, she yeah. dozed off because she was drunk. We've all been there. No, but like you're, you're students. <laughs> no, you're students, yeah, of course. <laughs> you shouldn't be finding you there. And it's just so typical that he would find her because he was um, one of the... How old was she? I don't know what to call her. She was 40s, no, 50s, 50s. Because I'm just thinking, if I think about the times when, like, if we've gone for a drink after work and you're on your way home yeah, and then you're like, you ever sort gone of like, to mm. teach children and been drunk? No, of course not. But, like, <laughs> ultimately, that's also a job that people would, <laughs> might have. Oh, do you mean, like, sorry, wait, wait, wait. You mean, like, actually going to work drunk? Yeah, no, I'm. I've gone into work stoned. I said that really loud. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, probably definitely times I've gone into work where I've got home at, like, you know, six. Yeah. So probably should not have been drunk. at work. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, Also, though, at the time when I went into work, I should also not say this, but the people who ran the business... Smoke weed every day. They were always high. There's no way they noticed. They were high literally 24-7. I wonder how they did it. Um, what are the other salient news points? Okay, I was just going to say, watch out for that bill, because basically it curbs... And sign it. Sign the petition against it. Or 
uh, do whatever you've got to do. I mean, if you're white, really go to the demonstrations. I'm not putting myself. <laughs> I was like, I'm not risking my body. I hate when people say that. I, I personally don't believe in discouraging people from protesting. I just, I don't think it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, if like I don't know. I think you should. If you feel moved to protest, you should always protest. Um, and uh, outdoor protests have not yet caused a spike in uh, Corona. So yeah, no matter. Anywho, sorry, I just wanted to tell you that that bill um, criminalises like crazy stuff like being in your car overnight because they're trying to get at the traveller community and it also just basically criminalises your right to a peaceful protest and most importantly, in my opinion, it criminalises damage, it criminalises being a public nuisance and you've got to watch out for sentencing because you've got to remember uh, with sentencing law, it, uh, it's statistically proven that black people get much, much longer sentences for a crime. So when you're talking about protecting statues, who are you really aiming that at? That's at black oh, people. Oh, that's so. absolutely ridiculous. I, yeah. I, it made me, um, Trevor Noah and Pemstead, he like re, retweeted, um, I think it was like the Met Police or something. Oh, I don't know, maybe not the Met Police. No, it was an article basically showing the picture of the, the police oh uh, protecting um, Churchill. Winston Churchill statue. <laughs> I I almost reposted it, but then I was like, maybe this isn't in good taste. You should but always it was fucking funny. Like um, he said, well, maybe he shouldn't have been out at night. There was a lot. By the way, that was actually like a copy of there were so many jokes. Oh my god! And the person who really sent me was like this woman who retweeted the story where it's like the, the Tory government said they're gonna put more police out on patrol and give better lighting. <laughs> Somebody retweeted it like it was a police officer that killed that woman. Like what? Don't fucking put plain clothes police officers. Don't put police officers in disguise to keep us safe when By we're what, drinking. Also, no, thank you. I just want to make it very clear that the okay, so increasing police powers, increasing stop and search, increasing the uh, number of police, that doesn't uh, decrease violent crime at all. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's been statistically proven to decrease violent crime is a decrease in poverty. And I'm not specifically talking about femicide and rape because I feel like that is a separate issue related more to rape culture. And also Mm -hmm. the rape conviction rate has fallen so low that they're arguing that rape has essentially been decriminalized i would argue it was never criminalized anyway moving on god damn it i know we talk a lot but hey if we don't get it out of our brains they'll eat us alive so guys we've got a new game that i'm gonna play with natalie it's called (laughs) the loser game and i thought it was good because i'm personally trying to have less moments of feeling like cringe cringing at myself or over analyzing my behavior or being too in my head I think I've gotten way way better like the things that used to kill me like you know when the, they see those memes where like you're trying to sleep and then you remember what you said at 3 p.m on April 25th 2012 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've gotten a lot better but I would really just like to let go of all these things and actually recording a podcast and having to stand by some of the things that I've said that I'm embarrassed about has been very helpful for me to learn to let things go because it's like it's done now do you know what I mean yeah yeah we'll say plenty of embarrassing things or problematic things or things that could easily be misconstrued or taken the wrong way yeah but it's also which I'm very sorry for but but it's part part of uh, growth is also like because you can have the best intentions and the most knowledge but if you uh communicate yourself incorrectly 
yeah you'll never get your point out I don't know part of unlearning things is to be able to say dumb things and take them back so I'm talking about me now by the way when I say stuff like that I'm always talking about me no (laughs) and I wholeheartedly agree because I say some really stupid things and sometimes some really terrible things but sometimes some absolutely hilarious things but that's every now and again (laughs) every now and again I'll say something so the instructions to this game switch up I'll paraphrase because he's reading all of this but the first bit feels like it's important the aim of the game is to share our failures in the most candid vulnerable and touching way possible generating maximal sympathy fellow feeling and friendship in this game failure wins and it's like it reminds me of that thing I saw on um TikTok where it's like a circle of friends and they each come to the front and they say like the embarrassing thing that they let a man do to them. And then they all clap at it for each other and cheer. It's so funny. It is so funny. One of them's like, they put, dropped out of their postgraduate degree <laughs> to be with a man who was cheating on them the whole time. <laughs> oh, that is, if that isn't a story for me, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Okay. So I've picked a random card and I'm just going to read it because I feel like whatever I pick, I should pick. And I'll just keep putting them to the back of the deck. Okay. It says, What might people be rightly suspicious of, of you about? I hate you and about in that context. Sorry. What might people be rightly suspicious of you about? I think it should be, What about you should people be rightly should suspicious? Should make people suspicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they got their point. <laughs> we <laughs> think, we think, we'll answer it how we think you asked it. Oh my God. I think that I make, I make everything a joke to the point where like, and if the, I do think, I've noticed I do this a lot. I don't even want to say, I feel it's so bad. I'm supposed to make you feel maximum sympathy, but I feel like it will just make everyone hate me. I feel like I make a joke of other people too much. Like they'll tell me something serious and I feel like I make like, I'll, I make like little punchlines and I think everything's funny. And I feel like it makes people feel invalidated, but I genuinely enjoy it and find it funny. It's wrong. What? Taking the piss out of other people or what, taking, no, like, like making jokes out most of vulnerable. <laughs> like the things they hold. So I just find it funny. I don't know why I do it. Like, say, for example, I'll give a vague example. So my cousin will be complaining to me about work and she'll pour her heart out to me and then it will be in the living room watching TV. It will be like, Oh yeah, but you wouldn't say that to your colleague, which or something like that. <laughs> like I always do shit like that, and I know it's not cool, but I genuinely find it funny, and I don't know why. I was listening to something today that really made me think, like I need to stop doing that shit. It's not supportive, right? <sighs> no, it's not. Okay, that was yeah. good. Good share. So if you're um, suspicious that I'm doing that to you, I am. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, you should be suspicious if I'm, um, being, if I'm being critical, um, or dismissive, then it's because I 
um, feel super insecure around you. Mm. And something about you was making me feel away, which is not at all your fault at all. And it's my thing to deal with. And it's super unfair of me to behave like that. But yeah, for sure, I've definitely been behaved in ways that I wish that I hadn't because I felt incredibly insecure around people. I've been trying to um, figure out, obviously my insecurity is not from being around people because I haven't seen anyone. (laughs) But I've been, um, it's happened to me twice in the last month, once when I was on my period and it was a full moon, so it made sense. But the other time I was like, where is this coming from? I started to Google and try and find out like, what is the root of insecurity? Where does it, it's so, it, for me anyway, it's just like, it for me, it comes like a whole like cloud. Like it's not like I'll be in a situation and I'll feel insecure. It's like my whole mentality will shift. And for like the whole week I'll be insecure. And I just mm. want to know what, where does that come from? Is it hormonal? Is it just like, what triggers it? And why does it last? I don't know. Am I tired? <laughs> Am I hungry? Probably, probably all of the above just mental it makes me doubt everything oh pumpkin thank you for sharing that that's very very cool of you have you ever like figured out how to like overcome that in the moment or anything like that or is that just something you have to like no I think it's just yeah in the it I'm loads more aware of it now obviously and so it doesn't doesn't happen as much um I don't think, but it's, I've definitely had situations in the past or, or if I, or sometimes if being in close proximity with people, sometimes people just irritate me and I can get quite short with them and quite, and just really like, like dismissive and probably put them down and just, and it's not nice. It's probably like, it's like, yeah form of gaslighting and I can and I can recognize it when I'm doing it and then I will try and correct it but then I think sometimes I'll then overcompensate which probably actually creates quite a lot of confusion for the person on the receiving end because like the the swings up and down it up and down like and it it it, it's so unfair and I really recognize that and I think yeah at least part of the change is being aware that that's something that you you do but yeah I also think um sorry to interrupt but this is this is going to be funny um that I interrupted you with this particular point I think I you you if you might be suspicious that I like always bring in my own experiences to something when you're talking about something not you specifically necessarily but and I try I try really hard to to not always make it about me when somebody else is kind of giving maybe their account of something to say oh yeah and I like that happened to me and it was this kind of thing and not in a way that's necessarily even a sharing thing it's like just proving that you also have a story and have an opinion to say and I I have to kind of sometimes like check myself before I say things to make sure that I like what 
what's the purpose of me sharing something? Would it be, is it adding value? Would it help that person? Or would it just be me kind of saying, well, yeah, that's, that's, here's my two cents on it or what's happened to me. You know, sometimes I think it's, it's interesting that you think that because honestly, when I listen back to this podcast, I do think that you speak with intention. Like you seem to be somebody who speaks when you only when you have something valid to say that elevates the conversation. But obviously that's that's in this environment. That is genuinely something I've thought. So it's interesting that you say that. Oh, is that just you being insecure? Could could be I don't know what insecurity is or why it lives in us so I can't help you with that one um there you go there you go that was uh yeah should we it's a fun game help ourselves yay we should (laughs) you laugh at people and I always make things about myself and I'm overly critical so I'll say oh you think that that's bad well listen to my story and then Ruth will be like you are dumb for feeling that way you have feelings (laughs) so I guess the moral of the story is is just don't hang out with us never be in close close, not at all I and think it, I, yeah yeah it's true you should be <laughs> suspicious it's just not nothing good is happening yeah yeah but the fact that I find that so funny like I genuinely take delight in that and I find that so funny what we've just said is a sickness <laughs> what's wrong with me well okay and finally on to this week's film yay oh god I was gonna be like another card but no we, we oh, do you want to do another in. card oh okay I'm like, yeah, there's I, so many I mean we could but I've also so much feel like we've feel like- we've shared a lot oh my god we love so it, far and yeah. <laughs> yeah do you want an affirmation card should we end with an affirmation Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the film that we watched this week was the 40-year-old version. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say it, so I was like, uh, Oh, I know, I wasn't. I was like, <laughs> anyway, I said it. <laughs> um, yes, not do you did not miss here. I did not say virgin in a funny way. I said version. Um <laughs> It's a Netflix original. Um, and it's very, very, very good. It's I brilliant. Highly I recommend um, watching it. It's beautifully shot. It's well written. It's incredibly well acted. Um, and it's just very... Hilarious. Yeah, very funny and thoughtful and yeah. considered. Um, it's so real. So real. There's no like it's the not to get into the end. It's it's like a happy, good, feel good film, but it's so real. Like there's no it's just or fairy tale, and there's no big massive thing or big massive end. Or like it's just people, a clip people's of life. lives. Yeah, it's so. When you're saying this, making me remember how I loved this film. I loved it. I might watch it again. It's really good. It also made because oh, this again like. um Malcolm and Marie this was shot in black and white and when I think seeing modern films and and like modern context shot in black and white there really is something quite beautiful about it gorgeous recognizing all these things it's not like 
um, a bygone I era. To, it's... I have to be a bit of a nerd and say that the creator, so the main character, her name is Rada Blank. She's, oh, she's the writer so as, well, as well. And I think she directed it as well. And I was watching, because it's a Netflix original, they've got like an, a little interview on YouTube mm. and she goes into like, they call it mood board and they go into like her references and her references are like, I don't, I don't know, I can't list them off the top of, the top of my mm-hmm. head, but her references are like photographers and directors and it shows clips of their work and it, it's stunning, like the way it's shot and she really has created that and then she talks about people like Spike Lee, who is the only person I remember obviously because his name is so huge. And how New York itself is considered a character of the film and she wanted to shoot that. And I just thought that summed it up perfectly. I was like, not only are you a brilliant writer, you can can even talk about the way you compose your film brilliantly. Like, yeah. I just thought it was such a good way to put it. But yeah, she, I thought she killed it. She crushed that. She did. I just can't imagine. Like, that was a, she wrote that for the stage and then she adapted it into a film. Oh, wow. I was just impressed. It, I've also felt inspired because it's just like mm. it's you watch so many things that are these big budget, like most things are like Marvel or all these like really like I'm not I'm being shady, but like these things that are forced down your throat with advertising that you watch, and you're just like, is it good? Is it well, do, yeah? Twat for not liking it. And how much of that did you need, did that big budget to achieve it? Or did you just have the budget and you spent it? So, and it was like, mm, you don't, oh, yeah. Anyway. It's rare that you just get a story that isn't, with no pretense, it's just a genuinely good story. And it's like a coming of age film, but it's about a black woman who's turning 40. And I feel like getting older is so much more interesting. Maybe because I'm getting older. <laughs> I know, I was thinking like, Actually, we aren't that far off. Well, it'll come around before yeah. you know it. Yeah, and turning 30 for me was, uh, not to be dramatic, but it really felt like a shedding of skin. Hold all the things that you hold on to, like your youth, the idea that you're young, you've got time, you'll make it, everything's going to be fine. Everything is perfect because you are young. Nothing can be wrong. Letting go of that idea and the time, that you wanted things to happen at like you're forced to live life in the moment and it really has for my mental health it's been so fucking helpful to let all that bullshit go of feeling so under pressure against so and I wonder what will feel what what that kind of uh what that that shedding moment will be in our 40s what are we going to be letting go from our 30s because it's not by the time we're 40 we're not going to be letting go of the expectation that by the time we were 40 we would have achieved this because we're like fucking hell we don't know what we're doing we've come to the realization in our 30s that we don't know and we shouldn't really be making I still don't don't think I fully let that go because I still feel like what I've let go of is the idea that I can't start again I know now I can start anything I want at any age I want yeah but I still have this like misconception that by the time I'm 40 I'll be more settled and financially stable so I'll be able to take on all these huge projects and it's like I'm not working to realistically. Yeah, (laughs) is that how are you making that happen? How are you like reliving? Oh, not reliving. How are you achieving your goal of that office building with the crash downstairs? And it's also like, is that even? Yeah, is that really my goal? And I'm like, I don't even know if that is. I think I'm just an artist in denial, which is so weird because I just never saw myself that way. That's just not what I thought I was or would ever be. So it's just like, am I really doing this? 
I'd rather not. <laughs> I'll trade anyone. Um, what did uh, so I did I did write some notes, brief notes, because I was kind of just watching it as well. Mostly they were more at the beginning when I was like, "What the hell?" And it was I think that actually all centered around most of them the conversation that she has with that the um what i feel like he's called mr whitman or something you know the the white play not not the playwright that they wasn't really a producer you know that basically the guy that is going to give her the go ahead or not go yeah, ahead he, to do that he runs he was the theater awful. And he, the, he gets to choose what i don't know what a position that would be i'd guess a theater director because he gets to choose what shows go on yeah but he also yeah, gets to know. place people as producers and directors in other productions. He's basically a big cheese in theatre. He's the guy that makes things happen. A problematic as hell, as you would expect. Yeah, he's like a wealthy white man with no shame. Yeah, oh. so... Oh, I, I also <laughs> wrote down, like, her ringtone um, was Super Queen, RuPaul's Super Queen. Yeah, she's talking to her kids uh, like waiting outside the um the school or the college, whatever it is. She just she's trying to be all cool and then suddenly her phone starts going, She's a super queen. <laughs> I really appreciated that moment. Um and yeah, she's just a very talented wordsmith as well. Yeah. Like the 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 things that she was um, rapping about were just, it was funny and relatable. Yeah. It's, I was going to say, I'm so messy. I was going to say, it's like if Flight of the Concords, mm-hmm. but if the lyrics had more depth. Yeah. But that sounds so messy. I think everyone can agree that Flight of the Concords weren't writing with the intention of having depth. <laughs> I mean, they have a song called Part-Time Model <laughs> about a woman who's just attractive enough to be only a part-time model, but she should probably keep her day job. What about I'll Be the Racist Dragon? That was definitely... Oh, my God! <laughs> keep your hand off my tail, you'll make it dirty. I'll never forget that. I, would, I don't know why I found that funny. It's not funny. I'll be the <laughs> oh my god but this wasn't like that because uh she's the main character it's absolutely not like that at all <laughs> no i don't know i compare things to stuff that it's not like all the time i love doing that like completely different in the sense that they <laughs> oh my gosh it's her namesake she did what Issa ray did she used her name in the anyway oh, that what a great name rada that's such a great name Beautiful apart man. from not rada the performing arts school what is that, is that uh, like royal for academy for dramatic <gasps> arts oh my bad i want to say <laughs> what did you call it i called it brit school for adults <laughs> no i think it is it is yeah, but it's like, i don't know i just felt like that was dumb <laughs> but it, that is actually what it is pretty much I think it's where people would that went to Brit school would graduate to. Like that's the, that's the next step. Or at least maybe once it, it was once upon a time, but like I don't keep up with these things. Maybe it's not. The I mean, case the institute, everyone's saying the institutions are losing their power. And I'm like, mm. are they? <laughs> I feel like 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this anymore. Mm. But I am becoming less impressed when people tell me stuff, certain things. I'm like, happy for you, sweetie. Anywho, she is, she was our, she was a 30 under 30 playwright. So she was selected. Oh, wow. Yeah. So obviously oh. that's a lot of pressure because then people expect you to do all these amazing things. And she right, yeah. Them. So now she's turning 40. She's still a, a playwright. She's teaching, which is like... Sorry, this isn't it. This is you're describing the plot of the movie. I thought you meant her, her in real life. <laughs> no, I think that, but it's autobiographical. It is. I think it's semi-autobiographical. I really do think it is. I think this is her life. It's about yeah. her experience of turning 40 and then needing a creative outlet. So she starts rapping, but then she's embarrassed to be rapping because she feels like she's too old. But her producer is um, like, but you're good. To be honest, that's such a lovely... I'm not going to lie, I can relate. There is obviously not on the same scale, but when I started recording, I felt like I was too old to be doing what I was doing, which kind of shows how age is ridiculous. Yeah. Too old to do... Like, what else are you going to do? Like, are you just going to turn 25 and just never do anything again? And also, so what? Do people... To people your age or when you get older, do you only want to listen to people that are like 21 singing about stuff no there's a market for people wanting to listen to I just I thought it was like um you only want to listen to people who've had a successful long musical career right you wouldn't like if if you suddenly if a new artist came out and you they were 40 you'd be like fuck that you is, better you should have been making music forever you had a job before which isn't the case obviously it's you wouldn't. because that pressure comes also from being a black woman because if I was like an, a four-year-old white man and I was in a band and we just popped no one would really notice you know because it made me think I listen to bands where some members are much older I don't even notice but how long have they been I, uh, I, don't know. I won't know anything about them I'll just listen to it and be like oh I like this song I won't do you know what I mean whereas yeah individual singer you're like oh but who is this where were they born how long have they been doing it da, da, da. but mm. in a band I'm just like I don't fucking know who Keen are I just like um bed shaped really <laughs> don't like bed shaped I, I don't know if I've ever heard it it's a no way I'm sure I will have heard it they had that one song didn't they have what is Spiral one of those their songs I don't know I only know it was a bit songs. more like poppy rather than like no I like a depressing rock ballad or nothing you can keep that poppy shit for your friends <laughs> I'm not here for it because <laughs> there's always like these bands that people call like dad rock bands but they always have like at least two depressing ballads so I'm like Mwah. give that to Whitney rest in peace she would have killed that shit <laughs> right I need to listen to uh this bad time See if I'll probably be like oh, bed yeah, you, bed you bed know bedtime. <laughs> I need to listen to bedtime. It's literally on magic every other song. I feel like I don't listen to magic. What magic is? Arguably- Why would I listen to magic? It's genuinely good. Like it plays like soul. I was going to say earth, wind, and fire. Like that's the genre. <laughs> <laughs> really good. That's the time I feel like making love to you. What else would you want to listen to? <laughs> Give me some smooth grooves. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> because in the car, the other stations, like Radio 1 and stuff, it's just, what are they playing? 
Unless it's like a specific- I put radio on in the car just to try and keep somewhat current. That's a lie now. I just I'll listen to the podcast. This podcast. I, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. That's how I knew so many of those bloody songs when we did the what was Oh my god, that's how you knew the Jer- Jason Derulo. I know them from TikTok <laughs> and you know them from the radio. But I knew that it was a TikTok song from the radio. Is that this is so tiny? It's that TikTok radio song. That song is so catchy. It is so catchy. Oh, it's annoying though. Oh, oh my god. What would we even talk about? What would Jason okay. Derulo have done if TikTok hadn't come along? Because I've just been doing the same shit on Instagram. He's But Instagram been... isn't a, a platform. It wouldn't have kicked like I think TikTok saved his his music career. Absolutely not. I think it definitely elevated it, but saved is a reach because that man has <laughs> billions, billions of streams. This is what people don't get about Jason <laughs> Derulo. <laughs> He's this like mega pop star that everyone refuses to acknowledge. <laughs> because you know I love me some swala la la. That song has a billion streams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, that I suppose that was before TikTok. But that be- yeah. prior to that, I mean, yeah, he had lots of. Just before TikTok, it felt like it went quiet for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But maybe that was just a natural lull in not lull in his career, but he was just taking some time out. No, it's just between albums. You know, he was banging his 18-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow, I'm messy. Anyway, what were we talking about? The film. Is that how he got into TikTok? TikTok is always around the corner. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, have you, you know those kids, like, um, when he, the guy's like, Jabria, are you smart? And she's like, yes. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Jabria is actually his little sister and she's been making these videos like <laughs> there's one where she's like I've been in nursery or preschool I don't know where she is I've been in wherever I am for 101 days I'm 101 years old and then it's just her <laughs> pretending to be an old lady like shaking down the street I'm like <laughs> who's, who's telling you to it's do this or is this your own original content because this is what a four-year-old thinks is banging content and I'm like as an adult woman why do I find this so funny why is this so good as an adult woman why didn't I think of that (laughs) and also if I did think of that why wouldn't people find it funny why would people find it sad? Oh, so it's okay for a kid to do it, but when I do it, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, it's one of those. But when I do it, you want to ask me if I'm okay? But that's why I didn't want to record music, because it just feels like, even, okay. Oh, so everyone's people- like, oh, she must be, like, having some kind of, like, mid-quarter life crisis. I genuinely She's trying to find herself through music. Yeah, I still think that people will look at what I'm doing, like, okay, this is embarrassing. Yeah, but then also you look at what they're doing and you're like, look, you're either doing something equally like embarrassing, quote unquote, but it's not. It's just you actually like trying to go out there and do something or have a like a hobby or make something or like stop, whatever. Or you're just doing nothing. You're going to work. Yeah. And then you just go out, I don't know, drinking or whatever. No one's going yeah. out drinking. Also, I don't think anybody Probably. thinks that rude. 
no true I, think I, I don't I, honestly I don't care anymore I just care more about the nudity and stuff now I don't care that I'm doing <laughs> it I've accepted that this is what I do and I don't care but I just love that she touched on the fact that as you get older like trying something new just physically trying becomes embarrassing whereas mm. doing what you've always been expected to do especially if you're what you're expected to do is a difficult thing like being a playwright is such a rare job so if you've mm. like been one of the chosen ones and like you finally have to sell out for this opportunity it's easier to sell out and just just make go with it yeah hate than it is just to be like okay this I'm gonna try something new the shame of trying is so ridiculous and it's it's a plague because it stops you from doing stuff. Because she was actually a brilliant rapper. Oh, she was. Like, oh, that's oh, that the the um the scene where she's going to she's doing her first kind of open mic yes. and she's about to start off so amazing, so good, and then her friend and um, producer like turns up and she's like, "Oh, I'm so happy Archie's here. Let's talk about it. Oh, and let's also shout out to my amazing producer who made all the beat." And you're like, "Oh, it's a bit cringy, but it's no, kind of I cool couldn't that watch that this. scene. I couldn't watch that scene. And she did the yo-yo. She got into the yo-yo spiral. I fast forwarded until she starts saying yo. I, I was going to tell you this. This week, if anything on television has made me cringe, I've had to fast forward it. I can't. I can't watch somebody embarrassing themselves on TV. I'm like, life mm. is humiliating, you know? Yeah. It's because she smoked that weed. So before yeah, that yeah, yeah. woman, she smoked. When, as soon as she smoked that, I was like, don't do it. It will, it will ruin your... You think it's helping, it won't. Like when you have a drink and you think it's helping and then you go to sing and you're dehydrated and you go to hit a high note and it comes out like this. No! <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> maybe I'm not Johnny Cash. <laughs> and maybe I never will be. That's an oh my god. I went to see um the streets live. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my choice. We were at a festival. Don't get don't get it twisted. Like the streets has very good songs. But I just mean at that particular festival, I just it was a messy festival. I wouldn't I don't know, I just like, there's certain acts I like to see at festivals. It doesn't matter, I wasn't going to go in. And it was in a tent, I don't like being in a tent like that, unless it's dance music. So we go in, oh my God, I've talked too much. We go in and it's just him, pissed out of his head, no shirt on. I'm pretty sure he had like a flag or something tied around his neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a can and a mic. I can't remember. It, it was on his back, so I genuinely don't know. I just remember something being tied around his neck. It was just a mess and he had a can and a mic. And he was just kept stopping the music and stuff. And I was just like, if, but I told my friend who's a man about that. And he was like, yeah, he was a white man. Was like, he was like, yeah, that's what everyone wants to see. If everyone wants to see like, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like it's a rock star thing. And I was just You've like, paid money for this. You've paid good money. It wasn't so much that. Cause I feel like a festival, even though it can be expensive. And to be honest, I think that was one of those festivals I don't think I actually paid for. But even if it, even though it can be expensive, you get you do kind of get your money's worth because there's so many people to see. If you went to all those gigs, it would be fucking expensive. As yeah, but fun. sometimes, especially if it's a a day festival, oh, it was, and you I can't, you're trying to get from one place to the other, and there's clashes, and they don't plan it very well. For me, it was you know? just a mess. It was more like it was more watching somebody in a way that I obviously I get now that he doesn't give a shit. But at the time, I just felt like I was watching somebody doing something that made like that they weren't comfortable with like maybe he'd had too much to drink or something and he got a bit fucked up then he like had to perform but he didn't mean to get that fucked up so mm-hmm. I just felt for him because I was like poor 
poor man because it's just like that's awkward for him and that's his job as well and then you have to it's, yeah it's like, I didn't oh god think, I don't want it yeah I didn't think oh he doesn't give a shit I just felt like oh my god what a nightmare like imagine you have one too many and then you have to go on stage next thing you know you're just blabbering on yeah because people even if it's short-lived people will talk about it nobody talked about it no one gave a shit but me apparently I'm the only one but imagine if Beyonce did that well, yeah. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> Imagine me so pissed with a union jack on them. Blue Ivy's at the sidelines, like no, blue ivy would cut the mic. Better. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is no, yeah. This isn't just about you anymore, it's about me and my image. I have a Grammy award winning. I have Grammys to win, yeah. How old were you when you won your first Grammy, Mom? <laughs> Beyonce, if that's your real name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know, yeah. Like, what, what a mogul in the making. <laughs> a music mogul. I mean... Wait, you need to move close to the mic. family about like two years ago there was a lot of fan pages and they kept I had to start blocking them the Kardashian West yeah to stop yeah. it coming up on my my explore page it would be like I'm sorry but if you make a fan page about somebody else's child you need help please <laughs> go seek professional help <laughs> that um, that will never not be weird to me how can you have a whole gallery of, but then I thought maybe these people are also kids Huh? No. No, maybe they're like... If you have a child who has a fan page of another child, is running an account that is a fan page (laughs) of another child, (laughs) shut that down. Because firstly, they shouldn't be having Instagram. You can't, because it's like their little hobby, isn't it? It's like not letting your kid watch TV. It's like their little hobby. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just posting pictures. They're just posting no, pictures what, of somebody else's family. That's so weird. Who has, who hasn't, like, when you were a child, you were not, like, the people that you might have, like, joined a fan club of or whatever would not be the kids at that level. Maybe child stars, sure, but these kids are yeah. not child stars yet. They're just kids. Somebody's family. Even, they I don't, don't even have, somebody... they're not even working children, you know, like, is, you know let's not get into that but it's not as if they, they, they have are, like career children in a way they are but they even, are, but not in a way that they, they, are, they have a tv show or their own music or whatever they are right, just you're like right. career children by way of by proximity to their parents you're right oh my god i just thought it was so funny to see like um like i just when i i see the you see a picture you click on the page and it's just like a whole gallery and I'm just like this is nuts it's like multiple pages of like you're in your house and I doubt it was a kid it's probably an adult and it's just like you're making a gallery or it's just it's somebody else's it's what a part of the management and they create these pages maybe to yeah but not not even bots it could those things are successful 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't, yeah, can't wait for all the, oh, no, this is really mean to say, I shouldn't say this, but I do wonder how, Don't um, say it. Don't reference the rehab or anything. Oh no, I wasn't going to. Yeah. No, I was going to, no, I wasn't going to say, oh, I can't wait till they're on rehab. No. I, I mean, I know I didn't like, say it, but. Yeah, but when we were, um, coming of age or whatever, we had like. Lionel Richie's daughter. Like there was a lot of people who were just buck wild in these streets. Mm. I feel like the kids aren't really doing that anymore. I but I think there's going to be the uh, well, there may well be a backlash. And to be honest, it could even happen with people like our peers, people like not just celebrity people, people we know about the over sharing, yeah, or sharenting as it has been coined, because it's you're doing something. Kind of almost non non consensually. Of course, but there is a way. Like I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with sharing pictures of your children. I don't even think there's anything wrong with them wanting to like do their little toy box videos or make their funny videos because honestly they like it. Like when we were kids, like we used to put on a show called Jizzy Wiz, and we'd make Jizzy Wiz. Yeah, no joke. That's what it was called. There was a song. I can't remember how it goes. Okay. <laughs> We've made like <laughs> invites to the show and invite our family. If we could have had a TikTok and made our little shows, we would have been, oh my God, we would have been so happy. Because it's just like you're just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we did as similar, similarly the same things. It's just like I think there's there's a lot of a lot of sharing. And and to be honest, it's yeah. a lot of you a lot of the time you probably grow up and be like, oh, that's you know you can treasure those memories because they actually exist yeah it's not a photo album that isn't gonna get lost or get degraded by degraded I mean like fall apart you know it's just the frustration of being famous just because you're like not getting to choose I wouldn't like that I don't think obviously I don't expect to be a famous parent but I don't think that I'll share pictures Uh, of my but your lover is so famous Oh my god! Sorry, I'm still so embarrassed. (laughs) I have been thinking about him less like that because somebody shared this tweet that was like his most problematic lyric, and then other people putting his other problematic lyrics. Oh god! And he just has this one slavery line where I'm just like, why would you say that? Oh, no. I really want to find it and read it because it's so bad. Oh. Does he write all of his own material? Not all of it. I mean, someone in the um, the comments was making a joke about, um, <laughs> I, bet, I bet the ghostwriter was going crazy with this. <laughs> but I don't, he has, um, so like all of the bigger like, quote-unquote pop stars have um writers who will write maybe like a chorus or a song structure but I so like it's not like he'll write all of his songs like um going just hold on we're going home or something like that but as a rapper I do think that that's mostly him not all him mostly Mm. and he writes for other people as well but yeah anyway let's find this fucking lyric because I think I bookmarked it to to call my loins (laughs) oh my gosh it was so messy 
oh my god, why? <laughs> like, why do I bookmark everything? <laughs> if you bookmark everything, you will never be able to find it. Also, don't bookmark things you know full well you're never going back to. Like, I'll bookmark that article because I'll definitely read it. I'm not reading it. Oh, I didn't bookmark it. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, he said, slave to the pussy, but I'm playing the field. I'm not saying the N-word in that context because I don't feel like white people should hear that. I don't even want you to think about it. <laughs> Do you get it? Slave yeah, to yeah, the yeah. pussy, but I'm... Yeah. yeah yeah it's a slavery bar slavery bars are my least favorite there are so many you wouldn't believe how many slavery bars where people are like whipping the pussy whipping this or i'm just like whipping the pussy like i'm just like no you're not you're not whipping the pussy like a slave first of all you're barely doing anything to the pussy <laughs> don't don't slavery references are just never funny i have one problematic or sexy no, I just hate slavery. It's just like, oh my, not slavery. It's so gross. But yeah, that literally did call my loins. <laughs> I won't say the other thing on it because I feel like I don't have enough evidence and I'm just being gossipy. And remember, I'm not gossiping anymore. But yeah, there are some really <laughs> problematic bars that do make me laugh. Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda. Oh my God. I- Oh my god, sorry, I'm in such severe stomach pain. I oh, can't no. believe I just made that noise on air. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> my stomach. Oh Anybody my god, we never even spoke about press it up. Cressida what is that? Remember Cressida Dick? I don't know why I'm saying we never spoke about her and bringing it back because we don't you know she's she is a dick by name. She's the uh, uh, head of the uh, Met Police Met. who said that the police wasn't institutionally racist. In but do you think you just Matt know Matt. that the police were so happy that they were able to trot out a woman that was the head of the Met Police at a time like this to as uh, some <laughs> kind of, I suppose, positive PR for the police, you know? Was that, of course, as a woman, I've been afraid. I'm like... Cressida, shut the fuck up. She's also saying that this is like the best time to be a woman in the police force. I don't care. Well, it's not true either. There are so many like women that are coming out saying I was it like on LinkedIn. And if you're coming out on LinkedIn, saying, yeah, I used to be a police officer and I was sexually harassed and abused by a colleague a police officer, obviously, um, when I tried to report it, nothing was done. And then it was only when something worse happened to another colleague that it then came out. Loads of other women came out against him. And what then happened was he, I think, you know, like got suspended on like full pay while they do the inquiry and then just got transferred. They love Nothing transfer- else. And you're like, so great. He not Like nothing has he has actually gained from this situation Always. monetarily and just to move somewhere else to continue his bad work. Because sexual assault and murder are not against what the police do. And the, somebody tweeted, it was like so good, I can't remember exactly, but they said something like, um, the police aren't accountable to the public because that's not who funds them. And I was like, mm. that's so true. They're just, they work for the politicians, whoever's in charge at that time. And if that's what they want. Yeah. 
sorry we have to talk about this film oh my god (laughs) i don't i just don't have um oh my gosh this i thought i I don't have loads to say but it's because it's a good film and usually we just spend the whole time (laughs) slagging it off so um rada who is uh when she starts rapping she goes to this um produce the guy's house so he has a studio set up in his um apartment as americans say and there's like a queue to record and you pay him weed and it's so funny because it really is like that like there's a place in tottenham that i always tell my cousin about where she um she i was like she goes i was talking about myself i said she oh my god (laughs) where ruth goes I, I go there and that scene was just so funny because it's like you go there you don't pay with cash or whatever you just like chip in or whatever and then like you just sit I, when I used to go like because I went years ago and I got help with my drums and it was just like I'd wait a bit and then I'd be on but now it's like I go and there's like a queue so when she got there and there was a queue so long she fell asleep it just made me laugh because I would go I have work in the morning not realizing how long I'd be waiting he's like yeah yeah come through so you go you're there till like um midnight and then you're like oh my god I've got to be up for work in a few hours it (laughs) did make me think of you the film (laughs) (laughs) and I'm nowhere near the front of this queue and like um when she got there and it's just like that guy who was rapping was I'm not saying he was bad but he definitely wasn't good and he was shouting that took me out because the amount of times I've walked in and it's just like a man smoking and drinking and just shouting I'm like what are you screaming about but the funny thing is by the time it's been auto-tuned and engineered I'm like this sounds better than the music I make and (laughs) now I feel so dumb (laughs) So like she's just sitting there to the point where she falls asleep and then she gets up and she leaves because she thinks obviously this producer's just left but he's outside and it's also like that they'll like go and get food and come back but yeah I suppose for her it was like 2am she's like where's he gone and the guy's like yeah and she has to be up in the morning so she leaves but then she ends up going back oh my god also he was really hot the producer guy (laughs) also this is so random but there's a rapper called Young M.A. I love Young Emma, her music's really good. And she's in the film. So like Rada is like originally she's putting on her plane like an independent theatre. And it's like a black-owned theater and it's like falling apart. And Young Emma is just randomly on the stage. Do you know when he the, the guy who runs the theatre is sitting down and there's like a, a woman on stage who's like, and he's like, I want more passion or something like that. Just keep <laughs> she's a rapper who also has hmm. directed a porno for Pornhub. That is oh. really good. If you're bored, go and give it a go and give it a whiz. A feature feature film or yeah, it's quite long, but it's definitely like modern porn. It's like straight to the explicit stuff. Okay. And I heard us in an interview talking about like um direct. Well, they were like, "What was it like directing the porn?" And she was just like, "It was." She was like, "I was trying to get them to act like more surprised." <laughs> she was like, "You've just walked in a room and there's a woman there to have sex. You wouldn't just be like, oh, cool, <laughs> mm, yeah." <laughs> oh my god but yeah who me but it, yeah i don't think the acting needs to be good i think that the sex needs to be good but yeah she ends up sometimes that is acting. The film. yeah um what wow that was deep you know i'm going out <laughs> <laughs> um what else uh the best bit for me was also where 
uh, you know, when, so obviously she has to develop a play. And when she's describing the play, in the middle of the screen, the characters come up and they like, Mm, yeah and that the characters when the characters come up it's in they're in color that kind of screenshot is like almost as if they were on um a uh almost like a tv screen within the screen yeah um oh what i thought was very funny um also was when she's talking to the um prickish uh theater owner um, and he's saying, oh, um, Archie Archie gave me your play to read. I read it. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. How, so what did you think? And he's like, mm, um, mm, you tell me in your words. And it's just like, such a, she's like, okay. And then she like gives one sentence about what, literally what the synopsis of the play, and which is all, it's like, you, you, you prick, you didn't. You didn't need that information. What do you mean? It's not like some conceptual thing that you need the art. You want the artist to kind of explain what was meant by it. It's very. That's the thing. Even in creative ideas, it's like you have to pitch them. And I hate that because it's just like, I hate pitching full stop. I feel like you should be able to say something to someone and they should just get it. Why do you have to sell it to me? Why do I have to put all this razzmatazz on it? It's like you read it, you listen to it. Just. Yeah. It wasn't what he wanted, though. He wanted she, she, uh, The film's like a comment on how if you're a black creator, you have to be making trauma porn, basically, for people yeah. to engage. Yeah, that the, yeah, the poverty porn thing was... Yeah, it can't just be a story. It can't just be a story about black people, like a black couple from a black perspective without... They had to, to the point where to get the play on, she had to add white characters and have a white director... And that whole milk thing was just, mm. it's so typical because it's just like, do you really think black people don't drink soy milk? Like, is it that deep for you? <laughs> black but people she, also can be lactose intolerant. Black people can also not like are. milk. It's, yeah. <laughs> you just drink it anyway sometimes. But yeah, we are. Um, um, what was I, was I going to say about Oh my God. Obviously, at the end, sorry to skip to the end when she gets up and she basically says, oh okay sorry I'll go back you know when she choked out that guy so when the film mm. director basically tells her her film is terrible or her film her play is play terrible, yeah and she chokes him yeah I thought that was you know how in films they show somebody choking someone and then they show what really happened like the choking was in her imagination oh right yeah and then it cuts so to when they, the next scene I was like oh my god she actually she did yeah choked that man who also molests her friend. I thought it was important that they put that in because that's really what it's like. Yeah. Oh my God, I've had someone say that to me. So I sent an EP to the same person who did uh, my PR for my first release. And he was like, so um, what What do you think about this? Or something like that. He literally said that to me. In your words, like, what is this song about? Yeah. And it was just like, he was kind of basically saying it's like not as good as what you've done before or it's not your best work or whatever. And obviously I felt weak because it's really like, it can be really like disheartening. You can get, you do get thick skin in the end though, but it's just like fucking hell. You're basically telling me you Mm. hate this. Well, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's somebody saying, can you justify why you've done this? Yes. (laughs) like um, I don't need to do that but someone said to me which I hope is good advice for anybody out there once that like uh, when I told her what she's older she's like a songwriter and she's more experienced she was like 
people usually say that because they don't know how to market you or sell sell mm. it it's or they don't have the right context it's got like nothing to do with you and I was yeah. like that's a fact because it's just like yeah they're kind of spinning it back around onto you to make you feel but also like they don't know what to do with it either <laughs> oh sorry my stomach I need to stop moaning like a freaking pregnant cow oh my god it's the bloody twins not funny <laughs> imagine bit. I was already pregnant with Drake's twins and then I found out that lyric I'd be like what the fuck is this darn it um well I'd have questions if you were pregnant with Drake's twins first of all what right now like how logistically yeah when when did you meet him what why did he go for it what yeah did you wear masks <laughs> did you break convention did you my face because that's the <laughs> only one I could go with it oh gosh wow. no 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 I'm talking in the context of the pandemic I got a digital IG filter to make me look like an Instagram oh my god model. I'm telling you so I've um now because I'm insane I've got like a thousand jobs one of my um contracts is we, we uses uh, zoom and one uses um hangouts and because I've been used to using zoom for so long yeah um it's only like last year that I was working somewhere that used hangouts fucking hell I look not good on google hangouts google doesn't give a fuck how you look that's a fact. first of all google for some reason like zooms right in yeah. so I'm here on the, the camera rather than uh zoom where it's a nice distance I can add that nice filter over so it sort of just blurs <laughs> out your face and you don't have to like worry about putting like makeup on or whatever and admittedly I only found out about this zoom filter a few weeks ago <laughs> but yeah. it's really made a difference and I'm very happy about it but it now it makes this stark difference between Hangouts and Zoom, well, even starker. Like, yeah, terrible. people need to work on that. They've gone a bit too Microsofty on the old Hangouts. Yeah, or maybe it's also just I need to actually sort out my laptop so that my camera is better. But then also that doesn't explain why Zoom can get it makes me look good and Hangouts doesn't. Because they've optimized it to make like pe- they realize that people are vain and self conscious, and if they can make mm-hmm. it, you look mm-hmm. good, you'll use it more. Like, people yeah, get your shit together. Google I, don't I, care. I used to Google before for a call, and I was like, I'm cuter than this. But you have to, um, somebody on Twitter said, I'm sure I said this before, um, it was a skincare per- guru person. Like, if you're somebody. If you're taking a picture of yourself and you don't like the way you look, just move the camera further away. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really changed my life. It's like, are you ugly or are you just holding Too the camera close. really close to your face? Yeah. What do you look like from a normal human distance? Oh, you look fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess people aren't looking no at you one's right looking here at you. no one no yeah. one's walking up to you with a microscope to look at your face nobody cares. that's so we true no one problems. needs to see a picture of me that close because that's not never. how close anybody will never be that close to you. is or I mean, yeah will ever be that are, close to me again oh my god that's so real if they are that close to you it's for intimacy 
Which brings us on to um, how Rada ended up banging the producer. Oh, Did yeah. You, okay, you know that scene where they had sex? I mm-hmm. didn't. My cousin was like, they're going to have very sex. Very tender. Oh, my God. I missed. And I, it feels, it's, I think that she got like what looked and sounded to be the best head of her life. Oh, my God. I was going to say uh, musicians give good head, but I don't know if that's a generalization. <laughs> I could make I a chart know. of um, like a professions chart. Yeah, yeah, and what they're good at. Finance people are good at making you feel like you need them. <laughs> the sex is actually terrible, <laughs> but they're very attractive. But you're gonna have to plot the cross section of like people and demographics. Not it can't just be op- occupations because I think that that's gonna play a big factor in it. It doesn't actually. I'm thinking about it. Oh, um, there is some crossover. Mm. Oh, oh my god, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a chart of sweeping generalizations. So you know mm. it's gonna get it's gonna age poorly. Yeah, meaning as soon as it's it's out of date already. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Yeah, she definitely... got with the um. Yeah, the younger, attractive. Very talented producer. He thought, I didn't you know, think they were going to have sex in that moment. I really didn't. I knew it as soon as she looked to the camera. Uh, you just knew. But then it wasn't like the kind of like, I, I thought maybe she'd turn to him and it would get really passionate, but it was actually just an it just cut to them just being in, in bed and kind of quite, yeah, very like intimate kissing rather than like real hot and heavy and then he went it down it really is like that it's usually like a lot of like this and then a lot of <laughs> genital can... stuff I was, yeah. Yeah, I was like <laughs> what am I doing with these hands and then they were well, just all in all, like talking afterwards just... and she was doing her research and when she was talking about um the art that her mum made and the the it flashed up to the posters that the postcards the that, that her mum made. made it was amazing. incredible absolutely so incredible yeah oh man and it also makes you realize like if you are somebody who either either thinks of yourself as nice or somebody who creates art like it's your your life's work isn't what you think it is if that makes sense it's like it's your job is literally your vocation or whatever. What you desire to do is to create. It's not necessarily anything else. And it also yeah, frustrates me because it reminds your life me. is almost your what your life work will yeah. be. The moments that you create with everyone's people. is. Oh my god, everyone's is. Oh my god, Natalie with the so... D. <gasps> yeah. Oh life my god. is your own life's work. We oh my god, did we just discover the meaning of life? I love I love how I put we in it. Like I didn't know. <laughs> no, you were there. We, got, we arrived at this. I was together. on the Zoom call. Oh my god. Um what was I gonna say? Oh it, once again frustrated me because I was you know how you can start getting all deep and philosoph- philosophical as soon as mm-hmm. you see something in black and white, you're like, oh my god, 
capitalism is robbing us of so much creativity think about like if people had like more safety in terms of housing and food and you didn't have to worry think about the albums that would have been made all mm. the paintings that would have been painted all the books that would have been written like think about all these things even the inventions that would get made but then but also capitalism wants to um remind you that you need those kind of strife. You need that strife to to create mm. that. And if you didn't have that, but it, what it's failing to say is, it's not fair to put that amount of pressure on some people to be completely exceptional, to be able to pull yourself out of that strife. And you're the only ones that therefore deserve to be lauded or celebrated. And you're the only ones with talent. No, there are people that- This is not true. Yeah, that have a- absolute talent, but- they can't, you know, it, talent alone isn't going to pull you out of poverty. Yeah, it's the whole pull yourself up by the bootstrap thing, yeah. which is a myth. And, and it also, like, even thinking about, like, young people who get caught up, um, who are victims of crime, because for some reason, if you're a young person from a certain demographic, namely if, like, you're a young black man, even if you're, like, literally 14 and you're stabbed to death, you're not seen as a victim. And it's just like, who would that mm. person have been? Yeah. I know that's a, a, a extreme example, but it's just like when people die for no reason, it's just always like, what, like before their, their time, it's just like, what life would they have lived? Like if you really like, um, like say three musicians or if you really like three authors, think about how many other authors out there that are just as good that maybe even people have written books in other languages that will never get translated to English. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways in which you miss out on just having more because oh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. There it is. Whoop. There it is. That's why everything is political because it literally isn't fair. Yeah. And I was just thinking about like we're all being robbed of so much, so much. Imagine if you could go like super local, everywhere, all over the world. Imagine if you could just pop out on a Friday night and there was like, oh, to pay a fiver to get into an auditorium and see the best play you've ever seen in your life, and with the best drinks you've ever tasted, because the person who's making the drinks is actually passionate about what they do and, and isn't just doing it paid, as a job, not just a shitty wage shit 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 and also like racism blocks a lot as well because like you're missing there's so much talent don't get me started something just rumbled in me and I was like so many things so many things aren't getting made like um in the film like her play that didn't get made you will never know if that was good because that's why you it had to be yeah it had to get turned into a fiasco and this was a good film actually because I'm always I don't 100% always get because people always talk about for example Lee Daniels who made um Precious the film Precious Mm -hmm. and he made Empire and he recently made that uh, Billie Holiday film that won uh what did it win I don't follow award shows anymore I really don't care yeah yeah, I'm like what's that got to do with me if I'm not getting an award (laughs) Honey, if I can't wear a dress, I don't give a fuck. But show me what you're wearing, please. (laughs) Live for it. But yeah, people are really slagging that film off and they were just like, he turns everything into like this 
melodramatic mess like it has to be so extreme and sometimes I feel bad because I'm just like but first of all I love empire (laughs) and I'm like as a person whose life is quite messy I'm just like it seems melodramatic but then I'm like or does it because then you look at things like um I may destroy you that's pure drama yeah It's, it's and that is very reflective of life but it actually doesn't Make. There's a there is a difference though between that and then what they are talking about in that which they did what she did beautifully in this film the whole trauma porn poverty porn where we like you you enjoy the character you can, yeah you need to con- consume something like that that is so that you can feel like oh you know it's isn't it terrible you it's almost like you it feeds into that and feel like, sorry for or not even yeah exactly it feeds into yeah. that um white savior complex that it's like wow 100%. it's just gotta be so bad and we you know isn't it terrible and isn't it and we need to which i mean i'm sure in even with the best intentions in the world i'm probably guilty of that as well because i think if you aren't a black person you will there you will be guilty of doing that in some way in a without meaning to if that makes sense like oh my god this is reminding me of my biggest shame like you know everyone has a conversation that they're really embarrassed about that they ever thought that way so my biggest shame and I'm just going to be really honest about it, it was basically obvious and it was like it okay So I do think the point I was trying to communicate at the time, this made me kind of realise, okay, that's what I meant, but I still think it was obvious what I said. Is that how you say that? I still don't know. Wait, what are you... Okay, (laughs) I was thinking, is she still talking about Albie? Rick's dragon? What is happening? (laughs) The fact that I don't know how to say words and I still just say them with 100% confidence. I don't like ableist. Like, what am I not able to do? They need a new word. Anyway, whatever. There must be a word that just means body functions differently in Latin. Whatever, I don't care. The English language is shit. It's the only one I can speak. I can't speak it. I just prove that. We were watching this show, and I was with, like, you know you have... Oh, I'm so fucking problematic. Just be honest and say how you feel. You know you have, like friends that are like a bit more of acquaintances like party mm-hmm. friends or whatever so I'm with my party friends in Leeds and I'm at the house and it's like they're all like a bunch of white people and I show to them and they're watching a the show except for one girl who's mixed race and she's actually a friend friend I really like that girl um we were watching a show I'm not saying the others weren't whatever fuck it I've said it we were watching a show and it's like a BBC three um documentary and it's about a little person and she's very, very short. And the way that BBC Three frames things, it kind of frames everything through a very sympathetic lens, which I personally feel like makes, and it does it with all its documentaries. I personally feel like it makes really cheap documentaries. Oh my God, I'm so shady. Where it kind of is designed to make you feel like you're better than the subject. Like, so you can be like, feel good for feeling Mm. sorry for them and it makes me sick and I hate sitting in a room full of people who can feed into that energy and feel like I feel like they're starting to feel good about themselves Mm -hmm. I was just like so for that reason I said this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and everyone went dead quiet but it was just really irritating me and you know how I am I'll just start laughing 
Yeah. So me and my friends are walking home and she was like, you know, my uh, little sister who was just born, she had twin little sisters. One of them has dwarfism. And I found what you said, like, um, she was super gentle, by the way. Yeah. Offered me a kindness, which I don't know if I would have shown her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She was just like, um, she was born with dwarfism and we've been working through it as a family. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's important for that um, girl to have that show. And instead of just apologizing, I did that thing that people do to me all the time, which is why I say to them, listen, one day you're going to look back on this conversation and you're going to hate yourself. Shut up and listen to me <laughs> uh, from personal experience. And um, I was just trying to justify what I'd said by saying all these crazy things. Like one of the things I said was like, if I had a child and they were in a wheelchair, I wouldn't want anyone to feel sorry for them. I'd want them to be who they are. What a fucked up thing to say. Yeah. I was 20, by the way. So don't judge me too harshly. No, I don't because like I don't judge you at all I think it's and it's it's so no, but hard the thing is I didn't mean those things that I was saying I was yeah. saying because I didn't want her to think I was a bad person and that is the dumbest shit ever like that is one that really honestly that that conversation changed me for the rest of my life because the next day when I sat and I thought about the way I behaved I was like I need Fuck. to learn to take an L like if I've said something fucked up or dumb and I've hurt somebody who I like or love like what the fuck am I doing doubling down just because I'm in shame to be wrong like that's fucked up like you have to listen to people and really that's not even what I was trying to say what I was really trying to say is that it makes me feel uncomfortable to paint somebody's life like it's something to be looked down on but what she was saying which was way more important it's just like you've never had to be confronted with somebody who looks like this who's different from you and it's making that's also making you feel uncomfortable. Mm. It's like so. It's like what's more important? So, but this show, not so. I'm not justifying what I'm saying because I still think I was so far in the wrong. I've never been more wrong in my life. I think about it all the time. I'm not mm-hmm. joking. I just always think about the conversation, and that's why like calling people out on their shit is so important. I would, and it really does change the way that you see the world. Because once you some once I somebody said that to me, it just yeah, you'll never do it again. Nah not just do it it changes the way you think like you're always having to think from another perspective like another example is when I was in the tube station and I'm a very impatient person and I think this is when I was like 23 I was like oh hurry up who is holding up like this queue and the girl next to me was like it could just be someone who's disabled and is taking longer to walk and just something that small now like I'm like yeah like that's probably what's actually happening like things like that shift the way you think but sorry back to the film just the idea of like this is the first time I've seen somebody actually make the point that people like fester and enjoy and get delight from seeing other people suffer and it feeds into this idea that people need sympathy when actually the situations that people are being put in are purposeful through policies and laws and decisions and society it's like everything's on purpose Mm. you know what I mean it's like why do you need to prop people up to feel sorry for them instead of giving them more than what you have so that they have enough but also I was still dead wrong I'm gonna regret bringing up that conversation when I got called out but yeah that no I think it's um thank you for sharing that it like that's not easy it really isn't easy to um 
admit that you were 12. Even, well, even to yourself, it's really hard. But then I know exactly what you're like when you relive these moments and it just makes you it just yeah it, it makes you cringe and not and and hurt as well because the the thought that you've actually hurt somebody and then by not just admitting and saying oh shit I'm really sorry but thank yeah, you for explaining wrong. to me yeah. and but like I, I, I just didn't think about it but so yeah. thank you you're like mm-hmm. you're trying to justify something that is unjustifiable it's like even yeah, that is what you thought. Like when you get into that defensive mode, you're not trying to really explain yourself. You're trying to make the other person not think you're a bad person. When yeah, actually, if you've grown up and you've this missed world, the point, you have you do have fucked up views that need to be corrected? Because again, like even now, I don't. I cringe, but I don't feel bad for myself. I definitely don't feel sorry for myself because I don't have to deal with the problem. Like it would be ridiculous to make myself a victim of something when actually I'm the perpetrator. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, my stomach. Wow. I mean, I think on that note, we've we have been talking for quite some time. Way too long. <laughs> Way too long. Um, so <laughs> should we should we wrap things up? And did, did, you, did you have some affirmation cards or what was the yeah, they're all an old deck from uh, obviously we stand her on this pod- podcast. Is this a podcast? Oh my god, my memory. No, it's just a collection of words that two friends throw at each other. And always regret. That should be the blurb. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually really good. <laughs> we'll forget it immediately. Oh, it's no, fine, we're recording. We can write it, we can just transcribe it back later. Um, so it's called Oh, sorry. It's from the uh, podcast Say Your Mind. Uh, Collect Geographer released like affirmation cards. These were ages ago, but these are the only affirmation cards I got. And I just thought, since we're playing all these like games, why we make each other feel bad about ourselves <laughs> in an effort in an effort to improve the world. Yeah, I just wanna let's end Read on something that, that we yeah. can all. Okay, this is relevant. The card says, at my big, big age, wisdom is my friend. And then it says, not just the years based on this current time on earth, you have many lives of wisdom to access. Use all of your ancestral knowing to guide yourself. And that is a Fendi fact, honey. Why did I say that? Too much shout out to Nicki Minaj, I love you. But yeah, you do... um, Oh, instead of, I would say, the lesson of today's pod and the film, instead of dwelling on what could have been and what you should have been and who you thought you were going to be, you should just be who you are. And part of that is embracing that you have harmed people. And by Mm -hmm. ignoring other people's situations and problems and identities, you will continue to do that. So it's better to suck it up, love. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose, wow. (laughs) needed to hear that I feel like yeah I guess it's really difficult but you have to forgive yourself for causing that harm the other person doesn't need to forgive you so that's I don't know genuinely don't think they do but no not at all but you you to other uh, yeah I'm speaking to myself more than well and all of you guys but to keep to move forward in life you have to be able to forgive yourself for what you've done otherwise first things my therapist said to me because I was going crazy about a situation that had happened and she was like you I'd never I'd never thought about trying to forgive myself 
it was but I'm getting better at um letting things go because well, we want, want we, yeah. we don't want it goes back to that thing where you just you don't want somebody else to think badly of you but the fact is if you hurt somebody then they may never think kindly of you again they shouldn't need to they shouldn't have to and it doesn't matter what the context was or what yeah. caused you to do that damage you did it and it hurt them that's it so if you live I your life found, by trying to move on yeah. with your life on the basis that other people will forgive you and then like you or love you again, you're just never going to go far. Yeah, that's some, that's so dumb. They won't. Yeah. And well, they might not and they shouldn't have to. Yeah, but I no. think that when things are structural, I think it's more important to like shift your mind more away from yourself and think more like, because oh, ignorance in when it comes to stru- structural discrimination or structural oppression, ignorance means that it can continue. Once you know something, you need to change your behaviour because that person, whoever they are, because of their identity, they're in a like, they're suffering in a way. Mm. So you can't ignore that and make yourself like a martyr of their problems. Like oh my god, I can't believe they would say that. I'm a good person like fuck off like we live in a fucked up world and we're holding on to that childish notion no shade I'm not saying you're a bad person but it is childish to think that way because it's like you you are an adult you are also a a brilliant human being like use your whole mind and your whole heart and try and make the world better rather than sitting down and feeling sorry for yourself on one little thing Anyway, sorry. You're talking directly to me there. Ouch. No, I wasn't. <laughs> like, I no, but it wasn't. Me. I was talking to that <laughs> woman on Twitter who was talking shit, honey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you also, in this life, not everyone's like that. You will have enemies. Sorry. <laughs> Some people mm. are genuinely terrible people. <laughs> yeah. But, Ooh. and also remember, if oh. you have, quote unquote, enemies or people that don't like you, that doesn't mean that you're a terrible person at it heart. It it, no, it might do. I mean, there's, yeah, of course. But I think, again, I'm speaking It's Morgan, if you myself, listen to I'm this, thinking, Annie. oh, yeah, you're a dick. You're it, a dick. It's like, yeah, you may just not be, well, he's terrible. I think it's, my point just but is. Another thing is yes. those people, if they change tomorrow, if Boris Johnson changed tomorrow and suddenly had all these like I started doing amazing things, obviously I'm never gonna let go of what he does and it'll take me a long time to trust him again because the harm he's done is irreversible. But, but he should be, be allowed lit. to. It yeah. would still be great. I would benefit from that. Like no one wants you to be a dick, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for talking too much. This podcast is way too long. Jesus. Cut, cut, cut. Yeah. Anyway, bye. I'm not cutting shit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.